This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave and special guests, Jeremy Samples, Chad Kelson, a.k.a. Metal Al, Blair Freeman, and Jake Larson. And together, we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 25 centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, everybody in the room will review the July 15th show in Chicago, Illinois at the Symphony Center Orchestra Hall from Weird Al's 2022, the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised Vanity Tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, Dave? Wow, it sounds like you have a full house over there in Chicago. What is going on? We have a ton of special guests. This is really exciting. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, another giant uh, bonus review episode. <laughs> and it's so weird because it's an Ethan only, but I guess it's technically an Ethan, Jeremy, Chad, Blair, Jake only. <laughs> but Dave, you're, you're welcome here just to, just to join in on the fun and hear about everything you missed out on. Yeah, so, so to set everything straight, I don't know where you go. You guys are somewhere in Chicago, uh, and you'll, I'm sure you'll fill us in on that. But uh, I'm back in New Jersey, so I'm just calling in just to – because I'm really – I can't wait for the episode to come out. I want to hear everything as it happens as you guys are recording it. <laughs> well, we had a, a great night, and we of, of course, we'll tell you all about it. All of us were at the show, and um, we're currently in my hotel room, and um, – you know, it, it's it's a very small hotel room, and unfortunately, Dave, uh, I can't blame Frank this time. Oh, no. Because as we know, um, you know, as we know, and, and this might be news to people, uh, this week is Intern Frank Vacation Week. <laughs> um, and, of course, um, that doesn't mean that Frank is on vacation because that's not what we do. Um, but, Dave, of course, this is our week to be away from Frank. Um, so when I added these Chicago dates, it was just too late. So I had to book the hotel myself and I, I royally messed up. Um, it's a very tiny room, but we're, we're jammed in here. We're all sitting on the bed. Uh, we're huddled around a, a microphone, like a campfire, and we're just going to, um, do our best here. So hopefully the audio is okay. Oh, you guys sound fine to me. I'm sure everything sounds fine. But I really think this is Frank's <laughs> fault for taking his vacation week when it was, uh, you know, when it was important for him to book a hotel room for you. That's true. He shouldn't have, even though we demanded that he needs to leave so we could have vacation from him, he should have known better. That's right. He should have booked it anyway. I don't know. Whatever. You're right. Yeah. I, I apologize for not blaming Frank initially. <laughs> well, I'm glad we set that straight. So... <laughs> So we're in Chicago. We're we're in uh, what is this? The Windy City? I don't know where we are. Um, I, no, nobody wants to help it's, me, Dave. It's the Windy City. It's the Windy City. Okay. Yes, it's 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 the rainy city. Uh, it's been raining all day today. Um, I got in last night, so I got in Thursday night. Uh, landed, and I was going to take an Uber to my hotel, which is down by the venue. Uh, but then I saw that the Uber was eighty dollars, oh so my. I took the five dollar train <laughs> and walked, you know, ten minutes, 
Um, and uh, this morning I, I, uh, I got to meet up with um, with Jake Larson. He came up. Where did you come from, Jake? Michigan. You took the train in? Yeah, I took the, the Amtrak in from Michigan, four-hour train ride. Yeah, so he, he got in, uh, what, around 11, 30, yeah, 12? And Dave, you wouldn't believe who Jake and I went to have lunch with, but uh, our former podcast guest, Kevin McKee. Oh, no way. Kevin McKee. He's the uh, half of the author of uh, that book about Dear John, letter, or what was it Letters from Bermuda? Something like that. I got to get the title right. Yeah, that whole book um, <laughs> about you know his emails. Uh, unfortunately, Rob wasn't able to join us today, but we went to this uh, great hot dog place. We went to a hot dog joint called Devil Dogs, and uh, they had uh, vegan dogs, and, and it was great. We had fun. Um, yeah, so not too long after that, so, uh, yeah, jump in. Yeah, Dave. yeah. Well, well, Frank, <laughs> well, Frank uh, just texted me because he's on vacation, and he said the the correct title of of uh, Kevin and uh, Rob's book is "Dear John: Emails to a Drummer," and of course, you can pick that up on Amazon. What a guy that Frank! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, all the guys here are bummed that uh, that Frank's not here. But um, even if well, he wasn't on the va- don't be upset, don't be upset that Frank's yeah. not there. Yeah, don't yeah, be. He upset wouldn't be it. allowed in the room with other people. We we it's embarrassing. Um, yeah. ba- bad body odor. To, he never combs his hair. It's awful. It's terrible. Before we get any further, I think we should just do a quick intro uh, of some of these guys. So why don't we say hi to Jeremy? Jeremy, you've you've kind of been on the podcast here and there, phone calls. You've you've done stuff with us. Um, do you want to just give us a, a little intro? Uh, yeah. Hey, it's uh, Jeremy Samples. I've left some spatula messages. Been on the podcast a little bit, uh, but uh, you all probably know me better. But being the guy that's gone to over three hundred and sixty Weird Al shows and. I was glad I was able to be in Chicago with the guys tonight. All right. Yeah, cool. Jeremy, you're going to be hitting, what, 400 uh, Lifetime Weird Al shows this tour? Yeah, it'll be 400 at Carnegie Hall. So cool. Uh, Jake, you've you've kind of been on the podcast, uh, I think, with phone calls. Yeah, I've called in a few times. Um, my son, Mitch, played the cello version of the theme song. That's right. Sent to That's you. right. Yep. And, I have uh, not seen 400 shows and won't be <laughs> hitting that number anytime soon, but uh, been to quite a few. Uh, and I'm actually really excited that um, Metal Al was able to leave our studio and make it to Chicago in time for the show. Hey, everyone. It's Metal Al. <laughs> I, you guys know me. <laughs> and then, Blair, I don't even know if you've been on the podcast, but you're someone that, of course, Dave and I have known f- for, at least I've known since I started the podcast with Dave. Um, you probably have known Dave, and Blair's one of, like, the OG Weird Al fans, and um, I, I don't know if you want to, if you can expand on that in five seconds. Yeah, I, I mean, my first concert was Off the Deep End Tour, uh, like Dave, and been a fan for a long, long time. Uh, got to work with Al a little bit uh, shortly after college. Uh, represented him briefly uh, for some back-end work, directing, acting, that kind of stuff. Very briefly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just been a huge fan for many, many years, and happy to meet all you guys today. Yeah. And so I got to tell it. 
I got to tell a little story about about Blair where I first I mean, I met Blair online. But when I first met Blair in person, it was at Alcon 98. And Blair and I got into a bidding war over the uh, shirt that Weird Al is wearing on the cover of his greatest hits album. That shirt with a really cool fish design on it. So uh, Mm -hmm. That's how that's how I got that's how I got to know Blair. We got in a bidding war over that. And <laughs> yep, yes, yep. Blair beat me out. Blair oh. beat me out. Uh, so can, I got. Can I we gotta ask can Blair, we talk you, about how much it was? Is Blair? Are you willing to tell us what what you beat Dave with? Yeah, sure. I think it was is either seven hundred or seven hundred and fifty dollars, something like that. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Just... Away with with quite a, with a few goodies uh, during that uh, convention as well. I think he got the. Uh, this is the life shoes, is that right? And uh, yes, yeah, I got the life. Yep, the Gump yeah. shoes also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I got to ask you, Blair, you still have that shirt? I do. I might even wear it tomorrow. We'll see. Oh, oh, spoiler <laughs> alert! Nice. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, if you if you're ever in the mood to sell it, you know who to reach out to. I'm here. I'm still I'm still uh, willing to honor my second place bid. You know, happy to do that. <laughs> You know what, Blair? I'm willing to honor Dave's second place bid plus one dollar. Oh well. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll see. All right. All right. Uh, l- let me just give uh, Blair some advice for the show tomorrow. Don't go into any uh, dark alleys if you're wearing the shirt, because <laughs> I do have a co- crowbar with me. I uh, brought up my carry-on. Uh, <laughs> so now that we now that uh, now that we met us, uh, so I, I guess we can get back into it. Unless you have any questions for us, Dave. I know you're you're afar, and you're you're gonna have a lot of questions for us. I I mean I think you know what you think you know how to cut how to do a review without me, but uh, I think I, I can. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll just I'll listen along. I mean, you know, I definitely want to know a lot of you know all the the fun stuff that happens at the concert, what happened before. I want to get opinions from all of our wonderful special guests, and uh, yes, you know, I guess just let's just. Uh, Roll with it and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll keep going with. Uh, so after we went to the uh, the, the Devil Dog place, uh, Jake and I uh, said goodbye to Kevin and we went on to the what is it the Shed Aquarium. Yeah. Yes. And um, at the Shed Aquarium, we met up with Laura, which is uh, who is. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to do Jeopardy rules here. Uh, we met up with Laura Kelson, Chad's wife, and. Um, is it okay to, to mention her current state? Yeah. Uh, she's very pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so at first it was just uh, Jake and I and her. And even though she is very pregnant, she was like s- running and slipping and backflipping. And Miles, Jake and I yeah. were like trying to catch Miles up to her. Miles ahead of us, well, no matter where we were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and then, yes, Jeremy uh, was able to meet us there. And um, I got to give a huge major shout out to one of our listeners, our listener, Anthony. He works at the Shed Aquarium. And when he heard that I was heading to Chicago, he's like, Ethan, I want to give you some tickets. So uh, we were able to go in free of charge, thanks to our good friend, Anthony. uh, And we got to meet him there. And it was really great. And we chatted about fish and Weird Al and Lego. And he's a a huge Aquabats fan. Uh, So it was really nice. We could only talk to him briefly because he was technically working, um, but it was great getting to uh, to meet him, and it was a great experience uh, looking at fish. And there were a couple non-fish in the aquarium, like um, uh, some mammals. There was there was like spiders and cockroaches. Um, oh, but we had a good time. 
Wow. Nice. Sounds fun. Shout out to Anthony. Good job. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I, are there any fish heads there? Mm-hmm. Technically, yeah. They're, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, roly poly fish heads. <laughs> None of them were too roly poly. Mm-hmm. Um, we did see a great. And then, um, and, go ahead. And then, the, yeah, the other, the other important question was there any red snapper? Ah, mm. uh, very tasty, but no, no red snapper that I saw. Wow. Uh, okay. Did we see manatees? I don't think we did. No, because we were. Oh, geez. For a reason. But yeah, we, we, yeah. we I, spoiler alert, we wanted to make sweet, sweet love to a manatee. Um, sweet, sweet love to a manatee Chad, in Chad Cincinnati. And I did in Cincinnati, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, because we got to go to the Cincinnati Zoo and there were manatees there. Yep. So yep. that's for that's for a different, different. <laughs> yeah, this is family friendly, guys. <laughs> he said it, but he didn't do it. So. <laughs> we got to be careful with that distinction. Um, yeah, so we, we had a great time at the aquarium. Uh, we saw an, a 4D movie about sharks, um, which was great. Uh, cool. There were no red rumped agoutis uh, swimming around that we oh, saw. Okay. Um, was there anything? I don't even know if there's anything Weird Al related uh, besides uh, our friend Anthony. Do you guys have any thoughts? I don't think there was. No. There in the in the 4D film, there were bubbles that came out that reminded me of the uh, polka. Bubbles that we used to see in concerts. So. All right. Slight, slight Sorry, one, one more question. One more question about the aquarium. Were there any uh, weird owls or very overweight women swimming with bubbles coming out of them? Like in the spot <laughs> not that I saw. No, no, not that okay. I saw. Um, we did see a sea lion uh, who was blind, yeah. however. Oh. Um, so and, he did uh, not see you. Yes, he did not see us. <laughs> Dave just stole my joke. Oh, oh well, you we gotta be fast on this podcast. <laughs> uh, so after uh, we had our fill of the aquarium, uh, we hopped in an Uber uh, after waiting in the pouring rain for like thirty minutes, and <laughs> we went over to a restaurant, which is actually a chain that I've never heard of, called Potbelly Subs. Um, huh. And there, we were able to meet up with Blair and uh, Metal. Metal Al, uh, a.k.a. Chad. <laughs> so I cool. wasn't with them earlier because I was at a Godzilla convention. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, you have more to that? Is it Weird Al related? So I went to the convention and then decided to come meet up with you guys for, uh, Evidently for, for some, dinner. Evidently some people are fans of other things. What? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> And Blair, were you at the the Godzilla convention? What, where weren't you with the aquarium? Yeah, I had a Mothra event that was uh, uh, competing. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, it was Mothra. <laughs> so we uh, we had uh, dinner at the the, the Potbelly. It was literally next door to the venue, so it was very convenient. So we were able to have a, a relaxing dinner and chat. And um, uh, actually, um, I received a gift. Uh, for myself and a gift for you, Dave. Actually, times two. Both people um, oh. uh, uh, I got to see at Potbelly gave uh, you and I uh, our own stickers. Um, I don't have them in front of me, uh, so maybe you guys can help me describe it. But the first one I received, one for you, one for me, Dave, was from Chad, a.k.a. Metal Al. And do you know what it says? It says, I found Metal Al at a Weird Al concert. And all he gave me was this lousy sticker. 
<laughs> so Dave I love it thank you thank you Metal Al <laughs> technically Dave you did not find Metal Al at a concert um, but well since... n- not not today I've seen Metal Al at a concert but not today okay okay that, that's technically true and, and we will see each other in October at Carnegie Hall Okay, yes, of course. So, Dave, you don't get another sticker. Don't, uh, you know, we're all here. It's on the record. You got your one sticker, okay? Uh, okay. I'll find a uh, way. I'll find a way. And I don't have it in front I'll of me. I'll wear Blair, a disguise. You... I'll put on those glasses, you know, those uh, glasses and the fake uh, Groucho Mark mustache. will never recognize me. You'd be like, Mercer Al. <laughs> Uh, so then, well, thank so Dave, you, Metal we also Al. appreciate it. Yes, thank you, Metal L. We also received <laughs> uh, some stickers from Blair. Usually, we're the ones giving oh. out stickers, Dave. Well, thank you. You guys gave me some stickers too, so thank you so much. But uh, yeah, I recently took a trip to Tulsa, and uh, the place that was Cooney's Dojo and George and Bob's apartment is now a restaurant, brewery, pub kind of place. And so I got a couple of stickers for each of you from uh, Well, uh, what's it called? Welltown uh, Brewery, I believe. Um, yeah, they, they're they really into drilling for oil in Tulsa. So uh, they have a lot of things that are named after drilling. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, got to do the whole UHF tour and talk to a lot of cool people and picked up some stickers for you guys. Cool. Thank you, Blair. Yeah, thank you, Blair. They're really cool, Dave. Um Oh, I can't wait and to see him. I, yeah, the story behind it just makes him so great. Um, so I, I didn't bring anything for either of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jake, Jake, uh, no offerings, nothing. So, so we all had VIP. So we headed over to VIP check-in, and um, so okay. So I, I'll, I'll, I don't always say it, but I tonight I wore my. Uh, Gill and Chill shirt, which I got from shop.2000inch.com. And um, contrary to popular belief, I, I actually have to pay for my own shirts um, at, at shop.2000inch.com. But what a great um, cause that I'm supporting. Um, uh, a free, family-friendly, usually weekly Weird Al podcast. Um, so I'm wearing my Gill and Chill shirt. Um, I'll, I'll mention why in a little bit. And so I go up to the lady to check in and she points to my shirt. She's like, oh, that's my name. And I was like, oh, is, your name's Gill and Chill? <laughs> she said, no, my last name is Gill. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so, um, uh, so Blair had to run to his car. So he actually wasn't with us at that point. And so we're all inside and um, – Blair was like trying to get in, but um, since we had checked in without him, uh, they weren't letting him through the door. So I was like, "Oh, oh. go, go speak to Miss Gill," because I remembered her last name was Gill. <laughs> and uh, so what? She was like, "How do you know my name?" Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy told me it. it's on his shirt, I guess. And she's like, "Oh yeah, 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 that's me." Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, yeah, it was great. So. Um, so we went in uh, for Jeopardy, and um, anyone who's been to Jeopardy knows that JW usually picks some poor sorry sap to go be the kind of whipping boy for him, and and go pick up the ballots and bring them in and shout and you know just get completely uh, humiliated. 
Um, so he picked me, and, <laughs> and uh, so I had to go get the uh, the ballots from the VIP uh, check in, and uh, you know announce that I had the ballots. I am Ethan. I have the Jeopardy ballots. Uh, brought them to the stage, and then um, my reward was getting um, pummeled with toilet paper at, uh, that was attached to the end of a leaf blower. So <laughs> nice. Uh, it, it was great. I highly yep. recommend it. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, what did you guys think of uh, of Jeopardy? None of us were chosen to go up, um, but what did you guys think of Jeopardy? It was a lot of fun. Like I, I, the energy was real. Like everyone was real into it. The questions were some 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 of the questions were easy. Some of them were kind of difficult. Like I thought it was a good time. Yeah, it was fun. I I was forced to dance. So I wasn't oh, crazy right. about that part, but but other than that, it was fun. Yeah, it was great. Uh, always love Jeopardy. It's always fun to see what Jeff has written for everybody <laughs> to uh, try and figure out. Uh, little, some of them were surprisingly easy this time, it but was, uh, it was definitely a, a softer, um, softer set of questions than you and I uh, got, Dave, or or any that um, that I've seen this tour or the ones that Jackie got, like it was definitely like a, an easier set. There were, I mean, there were tough ones in there. Um, but some were just like, even like, um, eighties and hundreds. I was surprised that they were the quote unquote tough questions. Um, a lot of the, uh, well, after the first question had no answer, JW then told us the whole, the crowd that we were welcome to help. And a, oh, lot, yeah. a lot of the answers came from the row that we were sitting in. <laughs> yes, our, our row was, was very helpful. Yeah. Um, Good. I think it was the first time that Tony Papa's name has been said in unison in Chicago by seven awesome people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tony Papa was the answer uh, to one of them. Um, so before Dave, we go any further, sure. let, let me ask uh, – I mean, I can ask a couple questions here, but uh, – I already know the answer from Jeremy and you, but have uh, has anybody on this has anybody seen shows on this tour, this leg of the tour, the the unfortunate return leg, uh, prior to this show? And if so, have you have any of you done VIPs? So is this like your first VIP experience? This is my first show of the tour because Detroit got postponed, so I was supposed to go Detroit in May. And so I just now got to go tonight for the first time, and this was my one and only VIP. Very cool. Okay. I, w- I went to the uh, the Canton, Ohio show at the Palace Theater on uh, May 17th, uh, and I did not have VIP there, but, yeah. So I, I went to one show prior to this one. Okay. And Blair? Uh, this is also my second show. I was supposed to do Springfield, Illinois. It was the first one, but that was postponed. Uh, Milwaukee, I went to with Marty Lick and did not do VIP there. Uh, I'm doing VIP here tomorrow, and I'll be doing VIP in Elkhart, Indiana, uh, with my eight-year-old daughter. So we'll see uh, if one of us <laughs> gets picked oh, there. Cool. Yeah, but I haven't I haven't seen VIP this tour until this one. Jake, Jake and I, we were actually supposed to go to the Detroit show together, together yeah. but uh, it got postponed also. Yeah. Ooh. All right, yeah, Jeremy, so how about bunch you? of noobs. Has Jeremy seen the show? Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 what, what show is this? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy went to another Weird Al show uh, while he was waiting to answer there. 
Um, yeah, so a bunch of noobs. Dave, do you do you want to be challenged and hear the uh, final Jeopardy question? Oh boy, put you put the pressure on, but now you tease it. I have to hear it. You have to hear it. Um, to make you feel better, if if you don't know it, you 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 might. Um, I didn't. I didn't know yeah. it. Um, I did not know it offhand. Uh, we'll we'll All ask right, the other let's guys see. once once you hear it. Um, okay. N- name and I, I. This is not exact wording, but name one of the three places Bob mentions he and George had worked in the past month um, when they get fired from um, Big Edna's. Oh, jeez! Wow. Uh, so he names three places. They only had to mention one of them. Any idea, D- Dave? Wow. Wow. It's tough. I mean, that, that was definitely uh, threw me for a loop. Um, I mean, the only thing I'm thinking of, is, which I know isn't correct, but I probably would have put down would be the uh, the – the fish tank. I don't even. I don't even know. I don't even know the quote I used there. There's a, something about a fish tank, but I know that's not right. So I would get this one. I don't think I would get that this was, one. That was the one that I could. I, I I came up with the fish market, but I couldn't remember the name yeah. of it. But all I could come up come up with was fish market. I think what happened with me because I said Leo's fish market, mm. and uh, then I was taken aback when JW said Floyd's fish market, and I think that we are conflating oh. that. Um, I believe Uncle Harvey said that more people watch the aquarium at Leo's uh, fish fish store. Right. Pet, Leo's pet store, I Leo's think. Pet yeah. store. Okay. But they did oh, get yeah. fired from Floyd's fish market. Mm. So the, uh, okay. our heads were, go- were all I was thinking place. I was yeah, I was thinking of the pet store, so yeah, I would I don't think I would have got that one. That was the only one I could come up with. Same here. Yeah. So fish I, market. I um, okay. Uh one was a lumber yard and I didn't write down the other one. Do you oh. I didn't hear what he said besides Lumberyard. Yeah, there was a third one. I, I yeah, mean, I'm sure everyone generic. listening is like, we know, it. we're Googling it right now. <laughs> it, was so um, it was generic, though. It was like Lumberyard. It yeah, wasn't like... Yeah. It wasn't yeah. I think it was like a bowling alley. I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was, was it a bowling, bowling alley? alley? I think it was. Um, yeah. So, um, during, uh, during Jeopardy, I happened to turn around and I saw sitting a few rows behind me uh, our friend and former guest. Do you want to try and guess, Dave? <laughs> Someone oh, gee, from I Chicago. Know. We've only had, we've only had 160 episodes, so it'd be hard to, <laughs> to to narrow it down. I from Chicago. I don't know where all our guests live, so I'm. We interviewed this person backstage in uh, Pittsburgh. We did. Oh, is it is it Eric Roth? Eric Roth was there. Yes. Uh, oh, with how cool! How yeah. awesome! Yeah, I I forgot that he was Chicago based. So I didn't I know if him I knew he was Chicago based. Wave. How cool! Um, did not get to talk to him during Jeopardy, uh, but I did find him a little bit later and uh, said hi, and we took a picture together, and um, he uh, was really excited to to see everyone. Um, because you know that that's, that was his tour family for the whole uh, 2019. So he was really excited to see, I guess, Alan the guys. And at one point, he's like, "Oh, where's the merch? I want to say hi to Marnie." So it was really nice um, getting to see him. Uh, now after cool. so after Jeopardy, um, this is also well, okay. Been... Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So uh, 
So our, our intern Frank texted me again while while uh, you were talking about meeting Eric, and he said that uh, it's a lumber yard, a miniature golf course, or Floyd's Fish Market. Ah, okay, okay, miniature golf. Um, I, I guess I would have got we, none of those. We definitely need to take another Frank vacation because uh, he's ruining it right now. Um, <laughs> sure is. Uh, so right after I thought I Jeopardy, blocked his number. I mean, I don't know how he keeps getting my getting through. I don't get it. He just has all those burner phones that we had him buy that one time. We really should have taken those away from him. Um, mm. But anyway, so I ran into. Let me get through this sentence. Um, uh, <laughs> Owen Watson. Owen Watson okay. is uh, he's a, a longtime listener. And um, people may recognize some of his work because he works as, um, I believe, art director for Jackbox. And they make those really cool uh, party games. But uh, people who are familiar with our podcast may recognize his work because he is the guy who designed the Gill and Chill logo. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, so did, that's why I wore it. Did you know too, he was going to be there and that's why you wore the shirt? I knew he was going to be there. That's why I wore it. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, so so he came up he's like, "Hey, nice shirt." <laughs> and I don't know what he looks like, so I'm like, "Thanks. Do you?" I was like, "Oh, you're Watson. You're you're Owen Watson." So it was really cool to see him. He had some uh really cool uh Jackbox pins um with a couple of the characters that he designed and uh we had a lot of fun chatting with him. Um so we went out in the lobby, and uh, I, I might get some of these the order wrong, but um, I ran into, or actually I didn't talk to her, but I saw from a distance um, Alexis Corrigan, who is in town from L.A. Um, for these shows. Um, it wasn't long after that that I ran into Casey, who, uh, if you remember, Dave, we met at the Wilkes-Barre show. She was out here um, in Chicago. Um, I then saw... Uh, Fred, Fred came all the way out. I know she lives in, in Florida. So Fred was here. Um, and then it wasn't long before I finally, for the first time, got to meet Marty Lick, AKA Torso Boy, AKA Gumby. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was really cool to meet him. He was there with his friend, Nick. And, uh, again, I, I didn't really know what he looked like. It's another person that I just know from... From from the history books and, and, and from online, and I guess I never, uh, I guess I don't really look at people's pictures. <laughs> I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm not shallow at all. I don't care what people look like. Everyone's the same to me. No, so it was really cool to, to, to meet Marty. And um, before I actually went up to merchandise, uh, I saw Blair, who had just came from merchandise. He was hoping to grab some maybe posters if there was any um, strings attached VIPs. And he said, Ethan, Marnie has some news for you. And I was like, oh, oh. Like, like, what could this mean? And I was like, is she going to like appoint me like king of merchandise or like, what does this mean? I was so excited. So I was like, well, we got to go. <laughs> so we went right up and um, we went to, to Marnie. And uh, so I guess, Blair, you knew the you knew what what she was going to tell me, but he he wanted to give her the satisfaction. That's right. Yeah, I had the scoop, and I said, "Wait till Ethan finds out. I'll let you have the glory, Marnie. I'm not going to steal it from you." So, uh, so, but I, I had to go run and get you to let you know. <laughs> so, yes, he he kept he uh, kept it quiet. I, I talked to Marnie, and Dave, you are familiar with the bucket hat 
that is available on the tour. It's kind of like a um, a tie dye. It's kind of a sky blue, white, and yellow yeah, design. I am very I'm very familiar with it. I was actually just wearing one yesterday. Perfect. Uh, so yeah. that uh, design, that color, is no longer available from the manufacturers. So starting in a couple of weeks or maybe a week or two, um, the tie dye colors are going to be changing on that hat. So oh. um uh so I... so <laughs> Go ahead. Is the hat is the is the tie is the the blue version it's kind of like a blue light blue version currently mm-hmm. is that still yeah. available or is that sold out? It's it's still available but when she gets her restock it'll be a different color. And she said that okay. it's probably coming in after uh their short run of Canada shows. So I don't believe it'll be in time. For our shows next weekend, Dave, but definitely by the time I'm at Indian Ranch and we're at, at Lancaster, um, she should have the new ones. Okay, well, or maybe I'm she have said to that ask... about the, sh- the shirt. I don't know. Yeah, we, we're gonna have to keep an eye out, Dave. Regard. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ask you to pick me up uh, another bucket hat because I actually got a re. <laughs> well, because I was wearing it yesterday and I got a request. Uh, um, for uh, from my mother, she wants a hat oh. so she can wear it on on the farm while she's out. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna ask you to okay. pick me up a blue one okay. tomorrow if you get a chance. All right. Well, yeah, text me and remind me. I'm sure some of sure. our other friends are gonna want them. Um, but uh, yeah, I immediately bought another hat for myself. I was like, oh, it's it's gonna. Oh. <laughs> so now, I, if I do decide to wear one, I can have one to one to keep and one to have. Um, nice. So, but it sounds like you got more news. One. That yeah. was all the news. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It was a little uh, underwhelming. <laughs> I told him not oh. to. He was a little well, grandiose met, in his uh, you visions for what news Marnie would have. <laughs> right. You're well, you right, mentioned Dave. T-shirts, so I was thinking if it was – yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sh- – yeah, I might have convoluted it. Um, I believe the new shipment of shirts with the new – dates added to the back i believe those are the ones that are coming in in a few weeks i don't actually know did she say when the the hats are running out do you do you guys anyone remember she doesn't know when they're running out but she said the new ones will be in in two to three weeks okay yeah so she's probably getting a shipment with the the shirts and the the hats together um and she did say it was podcast safe to mention it um (laughs) although by the time the uh the cheap states here this episode uh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sorry, it'll be too, folks. It'll be too late. <laughs> yeah, that's why you got to be a Patreon supporter. That's um, right. I mean, that that's another advantage to being on our Patreon family. You get not only do you get to hear <laughs> all the episodes really early, as soon as they are available, as soon as our intern Frank uh, puts on the finishing touches and posts them, but uh, you also get the scoop on uh, on when merchandise is going away. That's right. Anybody else? That's right. Uh, Dave, I did see one more person who was a guest on the podcast, um, and it was Insane Ian Bonds was there. Oh, nice. Uh, so it, was, cool. it was really cool. I've never met him in person either, so it was really good uh, to meet him. We grabbed a grabbed a photo. We, uh, we chatted for a little bit. It was really nice to see him. Uh, it was a really a good group here. Not not just the guys right. who are here in the room, but it was just – it was a – like we sort of maybe – 
talked off air, Dave. It was really just like a, a meeting of of the super fans. It was really cool to to get to see everyone yeah, in, in one place. Yeah, it definitely sounds like. I mean, just I mean, the people in the room they're all amazing, but then everybody else that you got to uh, to meet in there, it definitely was a show that you know I you know I like uh, like the L.A. shows where you know that there's just going to be a, a ton of just really big super fans weird al super fans there and certainly you know in new york city when we go there it'll be the same but chicago is another one where there's just so many so many amazing weird al super fans in that area that you know you could just go and you could just spend the entire day just meeting weird al super fans very cool i'm glad you got to meet so many uh amazing people yeah and uh i know that there's going to be other great people uh, who are there tomorrow? So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and I'll uh, of course be reporting on that in the next uh, the next centimeter. So we'll uh, stay cool. tuned for that. But first, we gotta get through this one. I know we haven't even started the concert yet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, these these guys know how how it goes. So, <laughs> um, so let's see. I guess. Um, is there anything else before we actually sat down that anyone has to, to share? No. Okay. Um, so we uh, we sat down. I was sitting with. I guess we can say where we we're sitting. So uh, Jake and I were sitting together, um, yeah, maybe like eight or nine rows back on the right side, on the yeah. ninth row, Steve's side. I, um, row I. Row I um, the letter I, not E Y E. Um, <laughs> In case anyone needed to know that. Um, and then where was everyone sitting? Jeremy? The fifth row seats in the orchestra. Um, where were you guys sitting, uh, Chad? Uh, I was up in the nosebleeds. I, I, I stayed in the gallery, and it was on top of the Sears Tower. For sure. <laughs> I, I, I can confirm that. I can confirm, yeah. This is Blair. I was in the lower balcony and uh, brought my binoculars. I did uh, bring some binoculars. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got them here. <laughs> Got it for the show, and uh, I'm going to be sitting closer. At, I think all the other shows been thought this would be a good perspective to see the lights and see all the guys in the band. But I did bring some binoculars so I could see the guys' expressions every once in a while. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I now I want to do that. Like I'm jealous that I, I've not thought of doing that. Um, like the one show where Dave, you could see the uh, the set list. Could you? Could you get a peek of any of the set list? <laughs> no, no, I couldn't focus that quite that that, that closely. No. Did uh, did anybody have? I know this is a spoiler because we haven't gotten to the, the concert yet. But did anyone have boogers in their nose? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I saw. Okay, just checking. Um, uh, so Dave, you'll be pleased to know seven fifty nine on the dot. JW takes the stage, and. Um, Who's seen a show? Jeremy's seen enough shows, so I'll ask you about it. Um, I don't know if this is new for tonight, uh, but Dave, since we last saw the show, JW's intro for Emo is completely different. Uh, he redid it. It oh. sounds a lot better. It, it sounds a lot more um, uh, thought out, and it, it talks about how he toured with them on the 77 City uh, Vanity Tour and all this stuff. Um, the, the, the joke is no longer in there. The, uh, the flipping the page joke. Um, I don't know. What did you think of it, Jeremy? I, I thought it sounded good. I, it, it was, uh, you know, not anything I hadn't heard before. Uh, but it was, was it new though, the way he did it for this tour? Uh, or have you seen that, uh, on a show that I wasn't at? I hadn't seen it maybe exactly as it was, but I had heard all the content one way or another before. 
but because uh, usually anytime I had seen him, yeah. he always does the like the joke where he like yeah. flips the page. Yeah, he he's done that most of the time, but sometimes he doesn't. Okay, so uh, you know, I, I've seen it. I've seen it like that, like it was tonight. Oh, okay. Uh, so yes, yeah, so maybe he switches it up then. I didn't realize that. So there's two shows in Chicago back to back. Do you think he switches it when there's double shows in a city? <laughs> we'll, find we'll find out tomorrow. Although I have gone to a number of two shows and he has not switched oh. it up. So <laughs> maybe it's new. Um, One thought. Uh, I don't remember. Did he say anything about Emo being from Chicago? Because it, he could have switched it up because we're specifically in Chicago and Emo's from Downers Grove. JW didn't. Joe W. didn't know. Um, Yeah, and we don't really go into uh, too much of Emo's set, um, but I I did want to mention there were... um, Oh, Emo started right at 8 o'clock on the dot, um, and he was wearing what I call the Harlequin outfit. And um, uh, I didn't count, um, but thankfully Jake did. Um, (laughs) Emo was wearing a total of 12 uh, blue... Uh, face masks. <laughs> he took them off one by one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and um, yeah, there were a couple things. I don't, I don't want to go too too far into uh, his material, but there was a number of things that I was really like blown away with and really excited um, that he changed or added. So, um, you know, as as we've sort of reported before, just emo is constantly tweaking and adding stuff and. Uh, um, it was a really great set tonight, and I don't know if, if you guys stood, but I, I stood and applauded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave him a standing ovation, and um, he actually went a little bit late, though. Uh, so he started at 8 on the dot, and he ended at 8.36. Yeah. So he, he went um, mm. a couple minutes longer than normal. Um, but Dave, he did my favorite and your favorite joke both tonight. So you okay, should have been, <laughs> <laughs> been, been here. should have been here. Um, 30, with, I think 36 minutes, 36 minutes for emo. That's uh, that may be I, we'd have to go back and check our spreadsheet, but that may be uh, the longest that we've seen him well, perform. Yeah, it, I, it might be true. Um, and uh, he as um, as we we're sort of trying to figure out just now, uh, he did mention that he's from Chicago during the set. And so. Um, it could have been just his hometown crowd and, you know, it, but it was a great crowd. They really enjoyed him. Uh, yeah, I think Good. like we were talking about, I think they gave emo a little bit more leeway since he was from Chicago. Uh, whenever I saw the little rock show, he was about in the same part of his set as he was tonight, but they flickered the lights at him in little rock, uh, telling him to wrap up. Uh, and then like, just kind of like, you know, had him go off stage before he actually got done, but you know, since he was in his hometown tonight, they let him finish up. So, oh, but that was cool. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I have seen lights flicker before for him. I always assumed he had like a clock on stage, though. Um, but maybe he doesn't want the distraction. But I, I thought it was a great set. Um, folks who uh, saw him for the first time tonight, I guess, is only Jake. Uh, on this tour, I mean, I saw him on the last van. But the rest of us yeah. have seen at least one yeah. van yeah. show this tour. What what was your uh, reaction? I thought it was really good. It was funny, really funny. Um, and I've been, you know, listening to the other centimeter episodes, and I I did notice that it was. I think it was the longest one that you guys have well, ever yeah, it on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely true. The last time I saw emo was in May, and this 
the the jokes I thought were pretty different between the time periods from the last time I had seen them. Because there was stuff that like I didn't really remember that I was cracking up over. Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised yeah. that he was using a, a closer from a long time ago. That mm-hmm. uh, one that a lot of people have said is the best joke ever written. A lot of comedians and other mm. joke experts, but uh, I I hadn't heard him. My tell favorite it in a joke. Long time. Is that yeah. that's yours, huh? Yeah, I hadn't heard him tell it in a long time. Yeah. But so I guess he's brought it back here. Um, he's been he's been closing with that joke a lot this he, tour. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've had the chance to see Emo a whole bunch of times uh, outside of Al, and one of my favorites. Um, but uh, a friend of mine uh, who grew up in the area uh, had Emo's mom as her Sunday school teacher. No way. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, oh, cool. Yeah, so she filled me in on some stuff that was pretty funny and interesting. And uh, one time when I was uh, seeing Emo in college, I asked him to sign my uh, couple albums of his. and. As he was writing, he's speaking out loud as he's writing. I can't see what he's writing, but um, he's as he's writing, he says, Dear Blair, thanks for biting the warts off my anus. Emo Phillips. <laughs> but then when he handed me the record, it actually said, thanks for being a mammal. Uh, so uh, he didn't actually write that. But that's what he said to me while, uh, while he was writing. <laughs> Emo Phillips, what a guy. (laughs) So much for family friendly. Those are all medical terms. (laughs) It's just uh, someone being a good friend. That's right. So Dave, right right as as Emo ended, I wanted to point out, I didn't see the uh, EMO letters. Uh, Yeah, you guys had more of a view (laughs) than we did, so I guess they weren't there. Um, But... I, I did want to mention during Jeopardy, uh, Blair and I did admire the yellow uh, square. And Blair, what is your take on the color of that square? It was definitely yellow, Ethan. All right, <laughs> just saying, Dave. Under the under the under the lighting, we saw it. It was yellow. <laughs> I mean, Dave recently got LASIK surgery within the last year or so, so maybe his yellows and greens are not. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Giving you the benefit of the doubt here, Dave. <laughs> So as um, as uh, as as Jake and I we uh, decided to hit the bathroom in this uh, break, um, a woman comes up to me and she goes, "Are you Ethan or Dave?" <laughs> and the way she said, it, I was like nice. kind of surprised. As like Ethan, she's like, "Oh yeah, I, I'm a new listener. I just started listening to your podcast." I was like, "Oh great!" And so I wanted to give her stickers, but I couldn't find the stickers. And like we were both oh. like about to go to the bathroom and I'm just like, I'm holding her up to go to the bathroom. So she's like, uh, it's okay. I don't need stickers. So, so Wendy, if you're, li- <laughs> her name's Wendy, if you're listening, send an email to Frank at 2000 inch.com and uh, we will mail you the stickers that you were supposed to get. Um, but it was, it was <laughs> nice. very nice to meet Wendy. Um, but it was funny because then after, you know, meeting Wendy being recognized, well, let me give you a tip. Let me give you a tip. Next time somebody comes up to you and says, are you Dave or Ethan? Next time, ask them, you know, what they're, what they want to, cause if they have like incriminating pictures or something, you know, <laughs> you, know you might want to not, you know, we might want to say you're somebody else. So you sh- I should say I'm Dave. Right. <laughs> Just in case. You can find me in New Jersey. <laughs> I'm in New Jersey right now. I thought, I thought about 
I was with you, so I thought about saying I was Dave. Oh, you should have. <laughs> yeah. She would have had no yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah, I should have done. Wow, that. your voice is so different. I will. <laughs> it's technology. Your accent is different. <laughs> Maybe uh, we need to get new updated, updated photos of ourselves up on the website. We do. People we are having do. trouble uh, uh, <laughs> recognizing us. It'll be me and Jake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so after uh, being recognized as the celebrity that I am, Dave, uh, I went in the bathroom and a few were, people were like, hey, it's Ethan. And I was like, wow, like there's a lot of our listeners that I don't know here. Uh, but then they're like, you did such a great job holding the ballot box. I was like, oh, they just know me uh... from Jeopardy. <laughs> I'm just a local celebrity. <laughs> Only in that bathroom. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so we headed right back afterwards and a uh, good thing we did because it was only an 11 minute break <laughs> between emo oh, and wow. L. Um, so the show, uh, came right back at, um, 847, uh, the whole band, including Al taking the stage. And before it actually, um, started, I did get a text from Owen, uh, so Owen has been, of course, listening to the, the our bonus centimeter episodes. And based on the instruments he saw on Al's table, he said, I bet we're he said something like, I bet we're getting CNR and uh, close but no cigar tonight. Uh, so we'll see if Owen hmm. was correct. The first song okay. was close but no cigar. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, it, you know, it started with everyone. Uh, Steve is wearing his sunglasses and did anyone else count along on the Viber slaps? Yes, I did. Okay, so Blair also counted along. Blair, what number did you get? I got sixteen. Okay, I also got sixteen. So I don't I wasn't know. Sure though. And and here's why. And here's here's my theory about why people are getting different numbers. So when I uh, look down to do my little hash mark, hash tar- my little hash mark to count, um, sometimes I'm not looking at Al. And Al doesn't always hit the vibra slap right into the microphone. And so, yeah, so I think that some of the softer ones are the ones that are away from the microphone. Some people could miss while they're writing down the one that he just struck. Some some people, though, don't write them down. They just count on their fingers or or anything. But uh, that is a good theory because I did notice there was at least one or two tonight that were soft. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Mm. There was one, I think, in a recent show, maybe Bakersfield, where he hit it into the low mic, and like we didn't hear it at all, but we saw it visually. So, um, I yeah, did, I didn't count because I was tired from counting the masks on emo. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you count something, yeah. it's, <laughs> it counts. It counts. It counts. Um, so I saw Al do something um, uh, that I haven't seen him do this tour. When he sings the line about the left Manolo, he stuck his leg out and he pointed at his ankle. Right. Have you seen him do that before? I have not, but I did note it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was notable. Have you seen him do it before? Um, I'm going to say no. No. I don't. <laughs> Although I do think he was pointing at his shoe and not his ankle. Right, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm pretty well, sure. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. I was far away. Well, it looked like yeah. his ankle when I, from, from my angle. Um. That's what my notes say. Uh, so after after close but no cigar, or, or Dave, do you so have any I gotta stop. I gotta ask you a question. Yeah, I do have a question for you, and maybe we should have discussed this before we got to the uh, this far into the episode. But uh, in the past, I've I've 
done uh, Dave's pick of the nights, and I'm wondering if I get to do one at this show or not. Um, sure. And then I, the next, so then you need to you need to write down a prediction at some point for which one you would have picked. You know, watching the show, yeah. there was one that I thought ah, I bet Dave would have picked this one. Okay, uh, but then yeah, there was we'll another one. You so, describe so, it accurately enough. <laughs> I'm going to like do a really poor job on purpose for all the ones except for my choice. Um, all right. No, I do have all it right. narrowed down to two. Um, I got to uh-huh. think. Um, and I should point out for our listeners, I, I'm hearing this for the first time. Everybody in the room, everybody in Chicago obviously knows what the set list is. I have no idea what this set list is. I know that I've not looked at, at Brad's spreadsheet if it's even up there yet. Uh, as of re-recording this, uh, Ethan is not giving me any heads up as to what songs are out there. So, uh, so this will be interesting if I do get a pick of the night, you know, because I'll be, I'll be, uh, have to base it off of everyone's descriptions, because I would not have seen it. All right, I, I've made my selection. Uh, Blair wrote okay. down his his selection. Um, okay. Does anybody else want to write down there? Uh, no, I <laughs> no. did. Okay. Well, I saw yours. And I, I agree do you agree with, with mine? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right. Uh, uh, so we start out close, but no cigar. Okay. So close, but no cigar. Um, after um, so after- far, so far, let me just say, so far, that is my pick of the night. So far, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing the theme music for that, Dave. I'm not. You know, was, Frank, as we pointed out, is not available. So I will be the one who has to play that, and I, I really don't want to have to do that, Dave. Okay. There's no room in the yeah, uh, and there's no easy <laughs> suggestions. I'm just going to tell you now, there is no suggestions. Um, <laughs> maybe there will be, but I, I don't think so. Um, oh, I will point out. So based on Owen's text, I looked at Al's um, setup, and I saw. Um, by the time I was able to look, um, obviously he'd already done close but no cigar. But I, I noticed the jingle dingle. And I noticed the cowbell. So, um, based on that, okay. I predicted that we would um, we would get Dare to Be Stupid, and then either Airline Amy or um, CNR. So um, most people call the jingle dingle the tambourine. Right, the right, right. Of course, of course. Yeah, I was wondering what you were talking about there for a second. <laughs> it, it was funny. One of our listeners. Our friend uh, Dana B, he messaged me, and he's like, "I think I know what the jingle dingle was." And then he mentioned like, some like obscure instrument. I was like, "No, it was it was the tambourine." I... <laughs> and then he's like, "No, actually, is it?" And I was like, "Nope, it was the tambourine." I just couldn't remember the word for tambourine. <laughs> it was not some obscure instrument. It was literally just the very not obscure tambourine that I couldn't think of. Um, okay, so uh, Al said, well, hello, Chicago. Um, he thanked Emo, and he, uh, you know, I couldn't really understand Al. I was, I, uh, Jeremy said he couldn't understand him either. Uh, he said something hmm. about sharing a bus and airborne droplets, but I do not know word he for word. He said something right before that that was just... Like it was like five or six words, but I could not tell. Because people were cheering, were. yeah. Yeah, they were still cheering. Ah. Um, but then... So uh, have you... Uh, if, sorry if I missed it, but have you uh, reported for everybody what Weird Al was wearing? I do that on the next page of my notes. So we'll get okay. we'll get through this, and then I, I will report on it. Um, 
but Al said something to the effect, and Blair, I know you have notes, so if you have better notes than I do. Something expected. I hope you were warned before the show, because we're about to play a bunch of unpopular songs, uh, including this next one, <laughs> which he went right into, I'll sue you. And uh, Dave, ask the question that you want to ask us. Well, before I ask, the, I will ask that question. I definitely want to ask that question. <laughs> but I just got to say how how cool it is that uh, that there was somebody else in the audience besides you or myself actually taking notes. That is pretty <laughs> yes. cool. Pretty I didn't know. Majestic. I didn't know Blair was taking notes, but I he has a notepad. So, yeah, got some notes here. They're they're not as thorough. They're I they're I wrote down all the songs and a few significant things here and there. But uh, I'm also relying on memory, like the rest of the guys here besides very me. cool well yeah i, I have so no awesome. memory I, I don't remember <laughs> blair have you <laughs> taken notes at shows before or did you do it for the for this i've taken notes at, at shows before yes and uh i think i may have even started off taking notes at a haywood bank show when i was like in high school uh <laughs> writing some stuff down that uh that uh just uh for memory's sake and and at alcon 98 too that was uh uh i was able to uh, have some proof of some things that Bermuda said because uh, <laughs> it was hard to find that information for quite a while uh, until YouTube got more popular. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I like to take notes just so I can remember that stuff. That's fantastic. I'm so glad that you, yeah, sure. you're taking notes on this stuff. Very important for the people in this yeah, room I... and maybe five other people that you did that. Thank you. That's right. And I got to say, though, uh, that, that, you know, even if you, you're not doing a podcast or being a special guest on a podcast, I do recommend that people take notes either during the concert or immediately after or somehow, you know, uh, even if it's like just talk into your phone and record it or, you know, leave yourself a voicemail or just you know go home or just write things down or just something just because you have a memory of, well, it's still fresh in your mind so that when you do, if you do ever want to go back and look things up, uh, you'll have your your memory will not have faded and you have more more much more detail so i i've been taking notes um from for many many of the concerts that i went to even before i started doing you know reviews and uh and doing you know these podcasts so i i it's definitely i'm glad to hear somebody else does that and i'm not the only one but i definitely recommend it to people to do that well, i, I want to uh, give a shout out to something i learned from jake um is that um jake uh, you Tell us about your spreadsheet. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, so I have a spreadsheet for... Well, this is embarrassing. I have a spreadsheet I'll, I'll for, talk about it if you don't. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, for all the concerts I've been to, not just Weird Al. Um, which, and it's... The funny thing is I've, I've noticed that Jeremy's got 400 Weird Al shows. I've got 400, like over 400 total of all bands I've ever seen, but... Since my first show and uh, my first concert in '92, which was a Kiss concert, um, I've kept some form of a spreadsheet. It, it actually started on a WordPerfect document <laughs> and has been <laughs> wow, yeah, has been moved. But it's date, uh, all the bands at the show, the name of the tour, the um, venue, the cost of the ticket including ticketmaster fees or other wow. fees. Oh, that is um 
Yeah, it's really interesting how much that's changed. Um, and then who I was with. And, and at the beginning, I don't do this anymore, but for the first several years, I still have it somewhere, was um, what I bought there, too. Oh, like uh, merchandise? Merchandise, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, just goes to show you, Dave, that our listeners are, are, are spreadsheet nerds just like we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very cool. Thanks, thanks for telling everyone. All right. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I, I think people appreciate it more than make fun of you. Okay, um, yeah, no, we, I, I we definitely appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so Dave, All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you this question finally. Now that we've we've uh, wasted like ten minutes. Uh, no, I'm gonna ask you this. I'm gonna ask this question. So so I'll sue you is this song, and there's this horrible, horrible, horrible <laughs> line in there about you know. Uh, you know the Weird Al buying ticket to on Delta Airlines, and he went to New Jersey. And I, it even hurts me to say this, but he, he thought that want... New Jersey sucks. Ugh. And and I just I just it's it's horrible. It hurts me. It really <laughs> it really makes me makes my heart hurt. And 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 so what I usually do is I get up. What I always do is I get up and I boo, you know, and I put my thumb down when he says that line. And I really appreciate when people uh, give me the same support and support, you know, that <laughs> New Jersey. So I have to ask you guys, did you actually support New Jersey or are you all lame? Well, well Dave, you know my rule. My rule is when I'm not on the East Coast, when I'm not near New Jersey, I feel pride in being from the East Coast, being from New York. So I booed. Uh, I booed. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I was Switzerland in the issue. I stayed Did anyone there. else react? <laughs> Positive or negative? No. I was I was just shocked. I didn't really know what to do. I, I couldn't believe that line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <the> <laughs> So, Dave, you had at least one one uh, one person on New Jersey. I appreciate so, right? that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I'll now talk about Al's shirt. Um, I think I've named this shirt before, but I really don't know what I named it. So <laughs> I decided to rename it tonight, just in case. Um, so Al was wearing a shirt that uh, Dave, I'm sure you would recognize. I just had it up on uh, on Jared's um, Weird Al prints. Yeah, where was it? Uh, he had a. He said it was on Comedy Bang Bang. Right there. Um, so hmm. it, you definitely would would recognize this. Um, he he uh, he brought it out of his closet when he read his book um, "When I Grow Up" from his balcony on Instagram TV, of course. Um, and so this is the shirt where it's it's kind of black and there's like kind of splotches of rainbow colors. Um, so. I decided that the the kind of rainbow colors kind of looked like fireworks, so I named this shirt "Afternoon Delight." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always watch my fireworks in the afternoon, so yes. <laughs> I, that, didn't think that's where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, skyrockets in flight, uh, afternoon delight. This, you know, uh, the the fireworks reminded me of of uh, skyrockets in flight. So. Um, so that, you know, I'm sure I named it something else before, but that's the new official name is Afternoon Delight. So if anyone wants to, yeah, if anyone wants to check out Afternoon Delight, you can go to (laughs) Weird Al Prince, uh, you know how to spell Weird Al, hopefully, and it's (laughs) P-R-I-N-T-S on Instagram, and that's, uh, Jared's, uh, uh, Instagram 
handle where he he catalogs a ton yes, of, of Weird Al Weird Al's yeah. Hawaiian shirts. And for some of them, he does have my my official name on there. Um, so after Al Suya, Al said, "Well, that can't be good for my voice." Uh, and he said, uh, tonight I think of not as a concert, but as a public service to each of you, because I'm going to be telling you your future, uh, but only 8.3% of you at a time. So Dave, I bet you can guess which song that was for. Well, my guess would be your horoscope for today. You're correct. And, uh, the, the one thing that I, I always... I mean, my favorite part of that song in general, but also live, is when Al does the really long and fast part. And I did not catch him taking a breath or a break. Um, I know Jim joins him halfway through. I heard Al the whole time. I didn't hear him take a breath or a break. So I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. caught anything different. but Sounded great. I have been, my binoculars focused on him specifically the whole time, and he did the whole run. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I confirmed from the balcony that he, that he uh, did the whole thing. Peeping Blair was able to uh, <laughs> confirm that for us. Dave. <laughs> watching us too. <laughs> did I have any boogers? <laughs> Does anyone um, else have anything uh, for your horoscope for today? Is it anyone's first time seeing it on um, performed live? No. Oh, okay. But you guys had have been debating over the 8.3% versus 8.25 versus all, and he just said 8.3 today, so. Okay, I wasn't sure if I wrote that down right, but you agree it was 8, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess Al rounds up. Um, anyway. Um, so we know that Al's an agreeable guy. He said that uh, before the show, Chemo asked uh, for a favor. Uh, he wanted to play the Power G chord over and over for 45 minutes. And uh, so Al granted him that, and he said, thanks, Al. Hmm. And uh, so Kimo, playing the Power <laughs> G chord, then went into My Own Eyes. And I have absolutely zero notes on My Own Eyes. I wrote it down, and I underlined it, and I moved on. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, Dave, if you have any questions, any guys want to speak up, if you have anything to say. I mean, based on, based on your amazing... Based on your amazing description of my own eyes, I think I'm going to make that uh, so far be my favorite. <laughs> uh, well, I, I know that there wasn't going to be any Ethan suggestions, but am I allowed to make a Jeremy's suggestion? Yeah, you just don't get a theme song. <laughs> I, I, I'm good. I don't. I don't need a theme song. I don't know. Do we need a theme? <laughs> that's that's up to uh, Dave. As the, uh, do you need to hear a theme song, Dave? Uh, sure. Yeah, of course. I always want to hear you. You song. really need to hear that theme song, really. You should rock it out. Yeah, I really do. Okay. If you if you insist, Dave, you know I'm not stalling or anything. I... Uh... <laughs> Jeremy samples edition. Except it's Jeremy <laughs> suggestion. All right, Jeremy. What's your suggestion? Jeremy suggestion. Um, my suggestion, every time I see my own eyes, I think back to how much fun we used to have with the bounce in fat. Um, and since Al's no longer doing Michael Jackson songs, I thought it might be a good idea to bring back the bounce for the fans 
like whenever it's going through the chorus with my own eyes and there's that guitar coming down if everybody would bounce whenever that guitar like a shockwave comes, yeah like a shockwave uh, would, would be a cool thing to do uh and kind of bring back the bounce i co-signed that yeah i like that <laughs> i love that that's a great idea i don't know how we can get other people unless they're listening to the podcast <laughs> to to do that but i'll start doing it i love that Dave, right. you oh, aren't it? you glad you played the theme song now? Yeah, aren't you glad? You made me. Without Frank, I had to do it all by myself. Uh, okay, so after my own eyes, he picked up the accordion, and uh, he started doing the whole fake out about uh, the new song uh, for the movie, but NDA. Uh, they did not play any music. There was no drum hits. There was no uh, cymbals or anything. Uh, but they did then play UHF. Cool. Um, and I wanted to take this opportunity, and, and maybe some of the guys in the balcony um, can help uh, talk about this venue um, because uh, there weird. there was no it, it wasn't like a regular proscenium stage where they're like up on a stage and there's a curtain behind him. Um, it was it's it's this um, it, I mean it's a symphony hall. So um, behind Al is like a giant pipe organ, but it's a, a dome. It's and so there's no back curtain. It's just kind of open space behind them. There's actually seats up behind them. Um, nobody was sitting in them, but technically there were chairs backstage, um, and there was no wings or kind of backstage area. So Hawkeye and Dana, who kind of they tech they run the tech for the show on stage, uh, were just kind of out in the open. Um, similar to how uh, you may see them on the stage for, for like an outdoor show. Um, and so the the dome uh, above Al and above the band was really cool for the lights, and especially during uh, UHF um, with those kind of um, long rectangle lights was really cool to see uh, shining around on the dome and, and everywhere. Um, did I miss anything on uh, describing the venue? Is there anything else you guys would say about it? It, it kind of had like a MTV unplug feel to it, for like back when they used to do those MTV unplugs. Mm-hmm. The kind of setup of the stage. Yeah, like just the theater itself kind of had that feel to it. It kind of seemed like uh, Saturday Night Live with the people sitting, although there was no one sitting there, but with the seats that are yeah, up yeah. above, uh, behind where the band was, but they didn't go up all the way where we were, uh, as they did where we were. Right, right. It was an interesting place, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you would have cool. enjoyed it. And um, it was really fun watching the lights just because it was so unique. Um, I have to imagine that um, that Peaches had, a, had had fun time playing with, um, with all the lights uh, for this venue. Um, so, Dave, Sounds after cool. UHF, Al started talking about his great-grandfather, Blind Yemen, Lemon Yankovic. And um, he he said, um, Blair, I don't know if you can help, but how did he get it? Somehow he said he performed with him or he taught it. He he said something about that his his grandfather taught it to him on the banks of the Delta. And then he said in Linwood, California. Does that sound right? <laughs> Does that sound right, Blair? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I registered Blind Lemon Yankovic and thought, okay, this is how he's 
intro and generic blues tonight and then kind of didn't pay that much attention. <laughs> okay. it, was, it was something like... <laughs> but he did say the Delta. I didn't yeah, hear Linwood. But. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you got it on your notes there. Banks of the Delta. Banks of the Delta. Okay. Uh, so that was um, a great intro. And uh, I believe after the the last time we talked about Blind Lemon Yankovic, Dave, don't we have some information? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, this this has been a while since uh, at least uh, that Al's done this introduction uh, talking about Blind Lemon Yankovic. Uh, for, for at least for uh, the for shows that we've blues, been at least for At least for shows that, yeah, that we've been at because uh, we got this a while back from our amazing friend uh, Vicky the Vries, Rhymes with Cheese. She sent us a little note after the last time we talked about this. Uh, she said she says a little history there was a real blind lemon lemon henry blind lemon jefferson was an american blues and gospel singer dash songwriter and musician he was one of the most popular blues singers of the 1920s and has been called the father of the texas blues wow but his yeah, last so name actually was a <laughs> was not was jefferson <laughs> <laughs> it was Jefferson, <laughs> but yes, it really was a blind, uh, blind lemon. Uh, That's jazz, amazing. Uh, it just sounds like something Al made up yeah. and just ran with. You know, it doesn't <laughs> sound like it would be real. Right. So I had no idea that there was a real blind lemon. Uh, but yeah, Blair so was not. Thanks for that amazing knew. tidbit. Yeah, I, I'm sure Doctor Demento's mentioned him several times. Uh, he's such the blues aficionado. Oh, very true. Uh, yeah, that I've heard of him, but I've. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I don't listen. I don't listen to Blind Lemon, though. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now, there's one thing I noticed during the song, and and I want to see if if you guys notice this or if I'm crazy. But normally in generic blues, he's like, I've got the blues so bad. But tonight I heard, I got the blues so bad. Like I heard very like kind of like blues so bad. Um, I don't know if you guys heard that, but I noticed that every time he did that. Um, it seemed different to me. Um, I agree. I didn't notice. I didn't one way or another. This was my first time seeing this song live. Oh, oh really? Yeah, so I, oh, I finally cool. I got to add a new song to my list. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Which I, I do. Oh, I have cool. a spreadsheet. I have a spreadsheet to keep track of all the songs I've seen live and and from which tours. Yeah. <laughs> I have one of those too. <laughs> a lot of spreadsheet guys here, Dave. You're missing out. Wow, I said, this is like, a good spreadsheet uh, crowd. Both Jim and Al uh, kind of were doing that, uh, like the blues so bad, like separate things. I noticed throughout several of the songs uh, tonight that... Just really enunciating it? Yeah, like just getting it, make sure it got out there, uh, different parts of the songs. Hmm. And um, we, we have a very uh, special note from, from Blair... Well, you guys have been talking about this. This was a this was a suggestion on a recent centimeter uh, episode, I believe, that it's called generic blues. How about some blue lights, right? Wasn't that Dave? Was that Dave's suggestion, co-signed by you, Ethan, or no? You would know better than me, Blair. I have no idea. I don't. I don't listen to my podcast. It was recent. Well, I noticed that as soon as generic blues started, they the guys were bathed completely in absolute blue lights. So it didn't always, it wasn't always blue? I, was, I don't know. I, I only noticed because you guys were talking about it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, one of you did say on one of the wow. centimeter episodes that it 
it should be blue. And Dave, I think it was you because I think it was an Ethan's suggestion. Dave, I can't be trusted. <laughs> I, just, I, I guess I just, you know, uh, either you said it or I said it and I co-signed. Um, and uh, I just assumed that they would change it. So I didn't even think about it anymore. Uh, <laughs> no, wow. So I wonder if they got that from us or if they realized uh, on their own. That's amazing. Thank you for, for pointing that out. I, I, I saw the blue lights and I just... I guess I was like, oh, yeah, of course they're doing blue lights because it's generic blues. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, that, there you go. I mean, okay. whether, you have to what, go back and listen, guys. I, <laughs> now, now, whether that – I mean, I'm going to take credit for that since you don't remember. I'll definitely take credit for that. Uh, I thought it was but, uh, so signed by Ethan, but I don't know. Uh, I actually uh, – But uh, – Oh, go ahead, Dave. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was, I would say, uh, I mean, if there's, I mean, whether it was, they came up on our own, I mean, we certainly mentioned it on the podcast. So uh, I think we're definitely taking credit for this as a <laughs> oh, podcast. Oh, absolutely. Well. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, so absolutely. I, you know, this just goes to prove that, you know, how influential our podcast is mm. on, you know, important things like lighting during a Weird Al conference. Very important. I mean, that's what everyone sees. Yeah. So we can't control right. what they hear. I mean, sometimes we can. Um, you know, obviously we've talked about <laughs> we're that. Trying to, we're trying to. We're trying to get them to. Con- we need this. We're to working on it. This 2000 inch Weird Al podcast presents <laughs> <laughs> the unfortunate <laughs> return of the ridiculous who self-indulgently by his vanity tour. Uh, Chad, did you have something you wanted to say? Yeah. Before we start the next song, uh, I have a pregnant wife who needs me, so I actually have to get going. Okay. But, uh, it was, it was good. Uh, thanks for having me on to talk about the show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Al sounded great. And uh, I'm going to be at tomorrow's Chicago show. So more Al tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Take care. Yeah. Big, Woo. Big thanks to uh, special guest Chad, a.k.a. Mental Al. And I hope everyone who's listening has already <laughs> pre-ordered the brand new album Into the Abyss, which features uh, bass guitar playing by our very own uh, Jake Larson, who is here? Yeah, vocals too on one. Oh, that's on right. Single, yeah. That's right. Wow. So uh, hopefully, Along ever- with Zeb and um, of course we you know, summer and. But they're not here. But they're not. They're not here. Are you sure? There's a lot of people. There are a lot of people. No, so so definitely, if you haven't already, go out and uh, pre-order, or if you're listening to this late, go go purchase at metalal.bandcamp.com. Check out. Uh, all of his music, which is really uh, fantastic, incredible uh, stuff. So go check that out. And the full uh, album comes out on the 27th. And the full album does drop on the 27th of July of 2022. So depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So big thanks to to Chad for stopping by. Metal L. See you guys um, later. See you. Um, so, af- so after this song, unless you have anything to add, Dave about metal al <laughs> about metal al <laughs> now that he's gone where we can talk about him <laughs> no <laughs> waiting no uh uh no I, I mean i'm just i'm so honored that al took my suggestion about using blue lights that I, I'm, I'm very happy uh, yes me too that I, my, uh, dave don't forget i co-signed it uh, very likely that's right yeah <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I thought of when I saw those blue lights was <laughs> <laughs> um, so Al then uh, said the next song is, uh, is a Deco song and uh, 
Uh-huh. He said that. Um, oh boy. He said some slightly different stuff, and I cannot read what the heck I wrote. Um, ugh. I have no idea what I wrote. Anybody want to try and guess? Uh, <laughs> he was telling the difference between Zydeco and Polka. And Polka. Right. And I think he said something like uh, Polka. Uh, he said Zydeco is a very popular genre. Polka has its roots in East Europe. Eastern Europe um, yeah. And he's, he started to describe what uh, Zydeco was. And they said, oh, it, here's uh, a quick shortcut. That's his quick shortcut. He said that 95% of them are about Pearl Jam lead singer Eddie Vedder. And he said, this song <laughs> is certainly no exception. <laughs> I, I noticed uh, that uh, Pearl Jam is really big in Chicago. Uh, because Eddie Vedder has a really close connection to the Cubs and, and the city. So it, I, I thought I heard it get a little bit louder reaction than normal tonight. Oh, oh very cool. He didn't take the time to explain who Eddie Vedder was and then who yeah. Pearl Jam was <laughs> after, no. after that. But thought people knew that. Yeah, he figured people knew. <laughs> so if you haven't guessed it, Dave, the song was My Baby's in Love with Eddie Vedder. <laughs> And, Very um, cool. I'm just curious to find out what the other 5% of the Zydeco songs are actually about. <laughs> I think they're about the uh, the bass player in um, in Pearl Jam. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so uh, this reminded me of, of Al's recent Twitter exchange with Alanis Morissette because, of course, in the in the song, you know, he mentions I'll start talking like right. Morissette, um, where Alanis retweeted one of her fans who found Alanis uh, mowing, and uh, and Al tweeted back after she wrote some parody lyrics to her hit uh, "Stay in Your Lane." So in my notes, I wrote "Stay in Your Lane, Alanis." <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, how did you guys feel about this song? This performance. Well, uh, I like the lighting uh, when he mentions Alanis Morissette. Um, I can't remember what color the lights are before that, but they completely switch to bright yellow for Alanis Morissette and then go back to what they were. Um, so Is she associated with yellow? I don't know, but uh, it was striking, just the difference. I don't, and yeah, they, I don't know that she's associated with yellow, but I think it's just the, just to point out, you know, the just the dramatic uh, mm-hmm. effect of the, that lyrics have, you know. Changing the tempo there. I don't know. Yeah, just just to point out a different, you know, just to emphasize the the lyrics there. I noticed that too. I don't know if I ever talked hmm. about it on the podcast, but that is a cool, that is definitely a cool uh, lighting effect during that song. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever written that down. I'll have to pay attention and and uh, um, watch for that next time. So after uh, my baby's in love with Eddie Vedder, I'll put the accordion down and. Um, uh, started talking about how, as he started writing the first song from his third album, um, he wasn't feeling like writing a uh, a funny album because he was broken up with. And he gave the tip, and the tip was to um, you know aspiring songwriters uh, write a four minute uh, pop song pop song and put it on a platinum selling album. And of course, that means uh, <laughs> one more minute was then performed. One more minute. Um. 
And I don't have any notes on one more minute. Does anybody have anything to say? Um, the only thing was he didn't do the pause at the end um, in one more minute. It's kind of been like an off and on thing throughout the tour. Yeah. Well, it, sometimes right. he'll stop for a longer time. He didn't do that tonight. Hmm. I would say that I made a remark at the beginning of the tour that, uh, you know, I love all Alice songs, um, but I was really hoping to hear <clears throat> a lot of songs that I haven't heard before. And uh, One More Minute was one that he's done lots and lots of times on previous tours. Maybe not for a while, but uh, but I will have to say that this is a crowd pleaser. Uh, a lot of people around me were loving it, cheering, standing up, and uh, it's hard to argue with uh, playing One More Minute when so many people really love it. It's a great song. Yeah. Yeah, it, I agree with uh, with you, Blair. People, like, uh, I think there's a portion of the audience who do not know any, a majority of the songs that are being played. This is one that people know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's yeah. also kind of a sacrifice for the band to also play it because uh, I remember back whenever I used to try to go to sound checks that would be outside. Um, they did a sound check uh, in Fargo, North Dakota at a fair. And they performed one more minute at that time whenever they hadn't been doing it uh, on tour. Um, and when, after they performed uh, one more minute in the sound check, they said, that's why we don't perform that song anymore. <laughs> uh, so I, th- I think they, like, uh, you know, it might be kind of boring for them to do or something. I'm not really sure what they meant by that. I tried to ask to follow up. And they were just kind of like, why were you listening anyway? But, <laughs> but I do distinctly remember that. So I think they just do it because the fans love it. <laughs> and, and it fits with this tour, I guess. That's really Yeah, funny. and, you know, another reason – yeah, another reason to do it. I mean, it is a it is an actual single, you know, and you know that you know he's that's true. So it has probably got you know it's you know maybe a little bit more recognizable than you know some of his other uh, original songs. Uh, the only the only comment I have, and it obviously has nothing to do with this show because uh, the introduction he gave is not this introduction. But uh, in the past, uh, when he's done one more minute he's done an introduction about how uh he was in on a beach and you know the the uh yeah, the censors ended up uh censoring uh some of the lyrics and uh censoring the word tongue uh <laughs> causing it to be more controversial than it needed to be uh well anytime he must have mentioned the, that uh introduction recently because as I mentioned, I kind of have I have that clip up on my YouTube page, and I started getting a whole bunch of comments on it uh, <laughs> earlier today. So he must have maybe he did it yesterday. Oh, maybe at the show or something. <laughs> so, uh, so I was, was curious if uh, he did if uh, that that was the reason why. But yeah, so <laughs> I, it seems to be anytime he does that introduction, I get comments and likes on that particular YouTube post. Dave, do you get any ad revenue on that? Like, is there a Dave suggestion that Al should tell that story? <laughs> I don't think, I doubt it. I mean, I'd have probably need another couple thousand subscribers. So, I mean, yeah, before I even touch yeah, that territory. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I own the copyright on unless uh, something's happened recently that I'm unaware of. Yeah, I don't you, own the copyright on one more minute or any uh, Dick Clark Productions right. uh, stuff, yeah, unless they, it was you know, willed to me from a distant relative that I didn't know <laughs> passed away or something. Blind Lemon Yankovic, you mean? 
<laughs> Flying Lemon Rossi, maybe. Yeah. Um, so after one more minute, he said uh, this song was written in 2002. And he said, oh, this is another song. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, I don't know how he said it, but essentially I'll tell you how I wrote it. Um, and he said 2002 is the only uh, palindrome year this century. And, um, you know, he started putting these these uh, palindromes together and he said, well, that's complete nonsense, but it should mean something. And he's like, oh, I just wrote a Bob Dylan song. So he said, even the title <laughs> is a palindrome and then performed Bob. And uh, cool. Let's just pull the room. Uh, since this song is is off topic right now, um, is uh, is does Bob have a an official music video? It definitely does. How can you call Christmas at Ground Zero a music video and not call Bob a music video? That's my opinion. <laughs> Anyone else have an opinion here? Before we let Dave. Uh... <laughs> I think it, yeah, I, th- I would I would consider because I've seen the re- the original. Bob Dylan video that it's that it's a parody of, with with the signs and the words and so yeah I count it. Jeremy, I, I I'm actually on Dave's side here. What? <laughs> but, See, I knew I love Jeremy the, for a reason. Bob video, and I'll say that uh, the Bob video is it is a video, but it's not it is a video a Weird yeah. Al music video to me because it made its debut. On Al TV, so to me that's like a video segment from Al, and not yeah. an official it's, it's, music video. So I don't know. Yeah, Al said I'm, such. Probably yeah, not so completely on Dave's right. side because yep. I don't even think he thinks it's a video. But no, I think it's a. I've I don't never say. It it's I've never it's definitely a video. I mean, absolutely, hundred percent video. I've never said it wasn't, but it's uh it's not a music, not an official Weird Al music video. <laughs> so. All right. Well, uh, sorry, guys. Three to two. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, well, unfortunately, you guys are wrong. So, I mean, I just can't help that. You know? Well, Jer- Jeremy's, a, Jeremy's on my side. So, uh, he's, definitely, uh, he's definitely the most popular, second most popular person on this podcast. I'm the most popular. <laughs> <laughs> well... Dave, you you weren't here tonight. You didn't see him perform Bob. Uh, you don't know. You, you you don't have the knowledge necessary to know. I, you know what? You know what? Jer- Jeremy has seen uh, close to four hundred concerts, so I'm going to have to go with uh, the person in the room who's seen the most uh, amount of concerts as to whether or not whether or not You're he deferring. thought Bob okay. Bob's performance tonight was a was a music video or not. So I'm going to have to say uh, go with Jeremy on this one. I I do have. More to add to this conversation, and I'm biting my tongue because uh, I want to bring it up in a, in a couple songs, and you'll know why. Uh, so I'm going to um, abstain uh, from weighing in on this conversation right now, and um, we'll just uh, say that uh, after Bob, um, he told a story, uh, uh, he told the story about writing um, CNR. And he said that uh, it's a a pastiche of the White Stripes. And he said that Jack White is a cool guy. So he did not get his blessing to do the pastiche, but then talked about contacting um, Charles Nelson Riley's life partner and told the story about how he hated 
Alec Baldwin's uh, portrayal of him, making him look like a sissy. So don't make him look like a sissy in the song. And Al said, you know, something like mission accomplished. Uh, <laughs> I think we're, I think we've accomplished that is what he said. And then we heard CNR. And um, during CNR, Jake pointed out to me something really cool. Um, the uh, if you wanted, if you want, I'll give you the credit since he. Oh yeah, there was just the, the way the lighting was because it was because it was only three of them on stage. Um, the way the lighting was, it was on the back of the dome. Al was about thirty feet tall, yeah. his shadow, and it was it was neat with some of the hand gestures and stuff. He just it worked. It looked, it, yeah. it looked really cool. And uh, this also was um, CNR, if we remember from the Jingle Dingle conversation, uh, predicted by <laughs> Owen uh, and myself uh, based on based on that. So further proof that look at Al's stool if you want a little uh, preview of, of what the set list is going to look like. Um, now, Dave, I, I'm sure um, this is what everyone's been waiting for. Uh, this is what people, if you were at the concert, people would be tuning in to your at Elvisarama uh, Twitter account to, to see <laughs> what version of Dare to be Stupid was played oh, tonight. I have one more thing for CNR. Oh, one more thing for CNR. <clears throat> I thought it was interesting in Al's intro that he referred to Charles Nelson Riley one time as CNR. That he said, yeah. yeah, he said, and since CNR passed away or something like that. And I, oh, you're right. I thought, oh, I've never heard him. Huh. Yeah, he's always said, called him Charles Nelson Riley when he's talking about him. Right. But the song is CNR. So I thought that was interesting. Well, Al has uh, added CNR into the lexicon. So now, you know, you don't need to say his laborious Charles <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> Let me take a break. Riley. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, a great um, that's a great point. Um, I'm glad you noticed. Yeah, that. I didn't write that catch. down, but I recall yeah. it now. Um, so the next I did, one was, I didn't. I never noticed him saying. I never noticed him saying uh, CNR at any of the shows I was at. So that that may be a, that may be a first uh, on this tour. It could be. It could uh, be. Um, so the next song and I, was. And I, We'll add. I just want to. I want to add a comment to CNR, and I do want to say that I do believe, and I think we can all agree on this, that CNR does have a music video. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a jib jab, Dave. That is not a music video. <laughs> um, so I, I already gave a, a little bit of a spoiler, but um, "Dare to Be Stupid" was the next song. Yeah. And so I want to, you know, of course, when when Al introduces this song. Um, he, he talks about meeting Bermuda, you know, this was just the, uh, typical version talked about meeting Ruben on Tinder or no grinder. Uh, did anyone hear any El Maestros? I did not. No, I, I heard, I heard a little bit of one. I don't know. I don't know if you caught it at all. Um, so this version was the Loungeapalooza version at the Loungeapalooza <laughs> in Anaheim uh, Convention Center, uh, where lounge fans from all over the country got together. Al went, of course, just because uh, it would be something fun and corny to go to. And this uh, Dare to be Stupid version was their audition song. So I, w- I guess I would call wow. this the Loungeapalooza version. Uh, and yeah, Blair is nodding in agreement. I, I thought that was a cool callback to Chicago too, because we all know they have Lollapalooza uh, here in Chicago. So since he had Loungeapalooza, it was kind of like a love letter <laughs> to 
the city. I didn't even catch that. That's that's yeah, absolutely. That's perfect. Uh, yeah, it's so, amazing. So this was uh, Jake. Your first time hearing the uh, lounge version, of Derby Stupid. Yeah. What, how did you feel about it? I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was really cool. I like that kind of like yacht rock kind of lounge music stuff. Anyway, so it was. It, I was really paying attention to like the individual parts and what they were playing on the instruments and stuff. So yeah, it was really well done and I really liked it. And had you seen it before Blair or was this your first one? I did get to hear it at the first concert and I got to say, uh, it makes me sad that these are not on Stitcher because uh, I'm grateful that I've heard it twice. I hope I can hear it four more times at the other shows because uh, I can't get enough of this version and uh, it, it'll be sad when we can't hear it anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it, it is really Oh good. yeah. And um, tonight, especially, I know sometimes um, we've noticed it, Dave, but Al was doing a ton of the hand signals tonight. I don't know if you guys noticed mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. I think hmm. earlier on in the tour, he was sort of just singing it, but I think Al's just getting uh, restless. Yeah. And he's he's doing the, uh, the, <laughs> the tried and true Dare to be Stupid um, hand signals. And uh, so I did see the cowbell at the beginning of the show, so I was right about Dare to be Stupid. Um, and... Oh boy, I don't know what that says down here. Tossle, uh, tossle up, Dave. Volunteer. Tossle up. <laughs> down here. Oh. I don't know what it was. Um, tossed up. Oh, he tossed his cup after this song. Oh yeah. He drank it and then he tossed the cup. He knocked oh. it out of his own um, hand backwards. Yes. Held it up and smacked it back. And Dave, while we don't track that, I know you like to know about that, so I, I wrote I wrote that down for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But uh, we, you skipped over something in uh, Dare to be Stupid. Were there any volunteers during that song? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I saw uh, two volunteers from where I was sitting. And I also saw two volunteers from where I was sitting. Uh, and I saw oh. myself volunteer with my left hand. I did my right. So at least two. Oh. Did anyone else uh, volunteer? I did. I volunteered with my right hand. All right, Blair. I saw no three. volunteers, and I also did not volunteer myself. <laughs> did you see the three of us, or were there more? I did not see the three of you. I didn't see anybody. Where were the binoculars focused for that? <laughs> okay, okay. I did. I asked you a question right after we volunteered too, and I, what was the question? I was curious when we're gonna find out who who got the gig from, from offering. The <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I'm ready to make a make a mountain out of that molehill. Um, give give us a call, Alan. Well, I mean, it's down uh, to, it's <laughs> down to three of you now, right? So the three of you, I think, need to go out and uh, maybe rock paper scissors or something. Oh to yeah, figure you're this right. one out. Uh, so the, I I am curious. Whenever Al tosses the cup um, after that song, uh, if Al has a cleanup crew that uh, comes and cleans up these toss cups because Whenever I took the cave tour in Tennessee, the next day there were still several cups that looked like they had been tossed on the stage from, <laughs> from the night before. So I don't know if they normally wow. clean that up or let's leave it for the venue as <laughs> a leftover, but the toss cups are lingering around. <laughs> Dave, didn't we see someone uh, request the, the, the cup from JW at one show? Who was that? That sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. I remember someone did it. Someone who we're friends with. Um, I can't remember. 
Um, so maybe we should go back and listen to our bonus episode. Yeah, we should. Or maybe, I don't know if we even talked about it. Uh, was it Jeff? Was it Jeff McClellan? Maybe. I don't know. I I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, so sounds after, familiar, but after Dare to Be Stupid, Al started talking about um, a song that was just overlooked by the credit the critics and and the fans. And of course, we were treated to "Let Me Be Your." Your hog. <laughs> nice. And um, this is what I wanted to bring up to to uh, to you guys, adding to the Bob um, conversation. Um, Let me be your hog. Does it have? Is is there a music video for Let Me Be Your Hog? Because it's in UHF. There's video while it's being played. Um, uh, what, what do you guys think? Is is does that count as a music video for Let Me Be Your Hog? I vote no because he's listening to it on the radio in that scene. So it's not the soundtrack song playing. It's on the radio in the pool. So right. I vote no. Jake votes no. Blair? I also vote no. I don't I don't see it. Nope. Okay. Uh, Jeremy? I also vote no. I think that was a great explanation by Jake. <laughs> Uh, Dave, <laughs> what do you think before I give my opinion? Did we do right this time, Dave? <laughs> I, I agree with all of you. I, I don't see how that could possibly even be a music video. Yeah, and I agree. It, it, there's not a music video for Let Me Be Your Hog. And I'll, I'll point out a couple reasons why I don't think it's a, a music video. Um, first off, it's it's not uploaded on Al's uh, account on YouTube listed as a music video. Um, it has never been released on a music video collection DVD. And, um, there's no like, you know, title credits in the bottom, like they do for music videos, um, in the bottom corner. Uh, those are three really big things that I consider when I think of which, which songs have music videos. Um, thinking back to Bob, but just by chance, it qualifies for all of those reasons why I say "Let Me Be Your Hog" is not a music video. How curious! Just click. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Dave hung up on us. <laughs> uh, I mean that, that's very well. I mean that very well won't be, be maybe the case. However, Weird Al himself has said that Bob is not a music video, so I'm going with uh, Weird Al. <laughs> And he Jeremy, may not have intended it to be a music video, but sorry, Al, it's a music video. <laughs> the majority of this room agrees. Um, <laughs> I don't think we'll ever get a uh, a true answer out of Al since he he said it was it was up to us to decide. So choose your own adventure on whether it's a music video or not. Uh, despite the well, I think well, let me clar- let me clarify let me clarify what Al meant when he said it's up to us to decide. When he said was saying us, he actually meant Jeremy and myself. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. We've already decided, <laughs> and we've already made the decision. And Al also granted you the the power to decide what color the uh, square is on stage. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> of course. All right. Well, we'll move on to the next song. Oh, I've got something for it. Let me be your hog. So during Weird Al Jeopardy, there was a question to which the answer was, let me be your hog. Do you guys remember what the question was? I, I can't remember. What it yeah, was. it was. Um, I believe it was like, what is Al's shortest the song? Shortest song. Okay. On, All right. On the UHF hmm. album. So one of the contestants did buzz in. And the answer she gave was, I want to be your hog. Yep. 
And JW quickly said, yes, that's correct. I want to be your hog and repeated her incorrect <laughs> answer. And to all of our horrified faces in the audience, in the one row anyway. <laughs> and then do you remember what I shouted out? I know. I, I just know. I, ye- I yelled, "Close but no cigar." Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but she got the cigar, Dave. Yeah, she got it. That's when we all got up and stormed out. <laughs> uh, I will say, Dave, as as um, as uh, particular as JW was about uh, saying what is and waiting for the buzzer. Uh, when we were playing, he was not very particular yeah. about that tonight. <laughs> you know, I, th- I think this is one of those instances where, you know, the rules are a little fluid in as, as to what he chooses to enforce. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it, depending on, you know, who's on playing stage. or not. <laughs> Yes, um, and I think the uh, the general the general idea of this contestant is they pretty much got the idea of what uh, the intent of the question was. So I think in this case, I probably would have given the contestant points as well. I, you know, I, I uh, speaking for Blair, I, I think we agree that sh- uh, the contestant should have gotten points. What we don't agree with is uh, JW then repeating the incorrect <laughs> <Right>. answer. <laughs> he could have said. I'll give you points for that. The, the correct answer is let me be your hog, um, which does fair make enough, a difference. Is enough. let me be your hog actually? I don't think he said from the UHF album. Or did he? I thought he, he did. He did specifically say UHF album. I thought he album. said okay. the shortest track okay. on UHF. I was going to bring up Bite Me, but I guess uh, if, if it was only UHF, then that, that would be correct. Um, we don't have to write an angry letter to UHF anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let but me we can if you want to. You yeah. can yeah, if you want. We will. We will. You don't have um, to, but you can. So, let me your beer hog went right into first world problems, and um, oh, the the one thing that I noticed is that um, you know while um, while Bermuda and Steve do the like kind of the uh, Amanda Palmer parts. Um, Jim doubles the Al parts, the first world problems, and Jim was getting really into it. He was really into the chorus. He was really rocking out first world problems. And, uh, I was just, I was loving, uh, seeing Jim rock out, uh, to that tonight. I noticed all night. Yeah. I thought Jim was on fire with, with background vocals and guitar as always. But I mean, like. He was prominent. You could hear him on everything. He was backing on almost everything, and it was. He, I thought he was getting into it on on all the songs. It was really. I was focusing on him quite a bit because he was nailing it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Just like I, that's one thing I mentioned earlier. Whenever Ethan brought up how the things were seg- segmented, uh, yeah, J- Jim really you know emphasized a lot of things tonight and brought a lot of things out. That, you know, a lot of times are just kind of, you know, they're in the songs, but they don't really get the same effect like they got tonight. Sound agree. So after uh, First World Problems, uh, Dave, Al said that uh, we've all been very patient, but now it's time for, would you like to guess? Which uh, solo we got? Drum solo. Oh, you got that in Bass solo. No. Harpsichord. <laughs> oh, so we got a harp, my next guess. Harpsichord solo, and of course, this I believe was the second show back for 
um, El Maestro, a.k.a. Ruben Perer, a.k.a. Ruben Valtierra. And um, he uh, he totally did not forget how to nail his harpsichord solo because it was, it was great. It was a great rendition. Um, and Melanie is the song where I noticed uh, toenail clipping lights all over yeah, the everywhere. dome. It was great. Uh, they, you know, <laughs> filled up the dome really, really nicely. And cool. um, I did notice that the, the fake out uh, at the end of Melanie where the song stops, the audience did not fall for it. The audience did not start clapping and applauding. They... Uh, Either it was fast enough for the for the audience to react, <laughs> they weren't able to, uh, or they didn't fall for it. But um, yeah, Melanie was great. This is my first time hearing Melanie on this tour, and um, you know I've heard Melanie before live and listened to all the stitchers as well from from the, the first Vanity tour, and uh, I was certainly used to uh, Ruben's just one note to give out his pitch instead of the harpsichord solo. But I've heard you guys talking about the harpsichord solo. <laughs> What I wasn't expecting was the harpsichord solo to go so far into the Al's vocals uh, on Melanie, and I loved it. I hope that I get to hear it many more times oh. because it was great. I, I love the harpsichord solo, and I love the addition of it to the beginning of Melanie. Yeah, the harpsichord was playing a, like a melody line that Al started singing over, and it at first I didn't think it was going to fit, and then it, when he started singing, it fit perfectly, so it was really cool. Awesome, yeah. I I uh, I think it's yeah. great. I'm I'm glad that people who know what they're talking about uh, can explain what's going on because yeah. they do a great <laughs> job. <laughs> I, I think yeah, I, mean, I, I definitely. I obviously that, didn't hear. Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely didn't hear you know Melanie tonight, but I've obviously heard it multiple times on this tour, and I agree. I, I agree. I mean, I think the the, the addition that Ruben puts at the beginning of the song uh, and you know throughout the song definitely definitely improves Melanie a lot. Yeah, it was the first time that I'd seen on this tour the uh, the actual harps chord solo really go that long and blend that well in. Like I was really impressed with how they kind of just. Picked it up and kept, you know, kept going uh, with, with with the song. It was, uh, it was first my first time seeing that tonight. Hmm. Cool. So then, um, Blair, I'm hoping you took notes here because I was struggling to catch up because Al was saying a lot uh, of stuff. I don't know if you have notes, but Al uh, was like, uh, "I've got to, I've got to ask you a question. Are you ready to rock?" And then. Um, he said to Jim, he said, Jim, is rocking a viable option? Yeah. Right. And do you know what Jim said? I don't have it written down. Uh, I don't remember what Jim said. He was very into it, though. Uh, yeah. Do you guys remember? What he, yeah. I th- not really. <laughs> yeah. Jim said something in the positive response. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he um, <laughs> And then uh, he turned to Steve. He said, Steve, are you amenable to rocking? Right. And Steve did the uh, the metal horns. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I got a kick out of Steve. Was, he he had a great reaction. Yeah, yeah. And um, so of course. Uh, then you, did you see what happened after that? Yeah, yeah. He turned to the other guys in the band, and Ruben was just like sleeping on his keyboard. He was just. He wasn't on his phone. No, he was adjusting his mic pack. I could oh, see it. Uh, okay, it looked like, like he was picking at his keyboard, just kind of not paying any attention yeah. at all. And Bermuda was looking at Ruben, and uh, they're just, just kind of went. 
Yeah, like, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, the, the two of them kind of weren't with it, and I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they weren't playing along. Um, yeah, that was a great bit. And uh, so then they went into Young, Dumb, and Ugly. And um, I noticed some lighting during this that I hadn't noticed before. I'm curious, Jeremy, if you remember it, but no. the red and blue dots. That, that was new. That was new. I hadn't seen that before either. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if it was something for that they decided to break out for this venue yeah. and the Maybe dome. Maybe because they had that dome, yeah. But, um, yes, yeah, solid red and blue dots moving around. At first they were red, and then they changed <laughs> to blue. Um, but I liked them. They were cool. Yeah. And the searchlights at the start of the song were like really, really high too. Yeah. You know, j- just because of the venue, but it's the highest I'd seen the, those lights before. And, uh, so if you remember, um, Dave, if you recall, uh, during Jim's solo, um, Al usually takes the picture shots. Let me say that again. Uh, Al usually takes some pictures of Jim, and then he takes pictures of the audience, and then usually he also takes yep. a picture of Steve, uh, as we've seen lately. But there was no picture of Steve tonight. Al just did uh, oh, chemo. I think he did like an extra picture or two of the audience, and then uh, I felt really bad that um, he did not take a picture of Steve because um, he should have. So I drew a, a frowny face in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say you drew a picture of Steve in your notes. <laughs> well, that could be Steve. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't recall him actually frowning. Um, I don't know if he was expecting a picture, but I, I was certainly rooting for Steve to get a picture. Um, All right, well, well, people tracking who gets pictures taken now uh, have to update their spreadsheets. Yes, yes. Uh, no Steve tonight. Uh, so I'll put Pixie Accordion back up. And um, I think I missed a line here, but he said something. Um, this song's about Chicago hometown boy made good, yeah. the one and only Mr. Popeil. Yeah. Is that that's mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yep. pretty. Yeah, hmm. pretty <laughs> um, I didn't know that Mr. Popeil was from uh, from Chicago. I didn't either. But apparently, oh, Al did. <laughs> and uh, so that meant that he played Mr. Popeil next. Didn't we used to talk about growing up here? Uh, on your show? Probably did. Oh, it was on a different, different show. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've heard her. Maybe I've heard her on a couple different podcasts, but uh, I think I've heard Lisa talking about growing up in Chicago and, and yeah, that, that's pretty much it, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess if she grew up here, it doesn't necessarily mean true. that her father did, true, but true. Um, I, um, yeah, I... I <laughs> I guess I, I don't associate Mr. Popeil with Chicago. No. Um, but, uh, you know, this song was uh, very surprising to me. There was uh, a number of additions uh, to this song. Um, I do want to point out, I did not see a, a red light for Tomato. Um, mm. I did not see that tonight. And I... Like, I was thinking back. I don't know when I actually did say that. Maybe I'm dreaming that they did that. Um, do you have any re- rem- memory of that, uh, Jeremy, about them turning the lights red for the tomato line? No. no All right. Maybe that. I'm nuts, Dave. I don't know. Um, but what was I really... I thought it was an Ethan suggestion, wasn't it? An Ethan suggestion that they turn the... Yeah, but I don't remember when they actually... The red? Because I didn't report on it that night. As you know, I'm, I'm not always... Uh, great at reporting when my suggestions are taken. 
um, but what I wanted to talk about, and I'm wondering if you guys noticed this, was uh, very reminiscent of when um, Al performs fat and he's like, there's kind of the noise and sound effects associated with his hand movements. You know what I'm talking about, Dave? Yeah. Um, there were um, Al hand movements associated with noises tonight. So um, Al punched his fist and there was a noise. He waved his hands and there are these kind of like uh, electric industrial noises. Um, I, I don't know how to describe it. I believe Al was playing them on the accordion. It was my best guess uh, for timing, but he did it probably like f- four or five times. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And I, I don't recall seeing that before. No, that was new. I hadn't seen that before either. I noticed it also, huh. but I'd never seen it before because this is the first time I've ever seen Mr. Popeil live. Oh, this nice. is wow for me. Yeah. So Blair, wow. you're sitting there like, wow. I guess every time he does this, right, yeah, this is just normal. You know, <laughs> great. But no, I saw five uh, shows on the first Vanity Tour, and I never got to see Mr. Popeil. So I was hoping for this one and wish fulfilled. Yes, I, I did. I didn't cool. write it down, but I, I knew this was one you were hoping for. So I was glad to see it uh, for that reason. Um, and Dave, I know um, you know when we when I talked about. I think I had an Ethan suggestion that I wished Al would still smash a guitar uh, for "You Don't Love Me Anymore." Um, you very correctly pointed out that you know that goes against what the the full tagline of the tour says because it says no props. Um, yep. And I believe also in that same tour promise, um, it mentions old guys sitting on stools. Is that accurate? Blair's nodding. <laughs> yes. you, you recall yeah. that, Dave? Um, yeah, I noticed, that's on the back of the T-shirt, I'm pretty sure. I noticed during Mr. Mobile and for a few other songs that Ruben Valtiera was standing playing the keyboard. He was not sitting on the stool. Mm. They went against the tour promise. Is anything... You know, sacred anymore. Well, that's because Ruben's such a young man. <laughs> He's so much younger than everyone else. Uh, Mr. Sexy I mean, that, that is a valid argument. <laughs> who's, that who's is a argument valid argument valid, that, you know, Ruben... That, that Ruben uh, is is uh, no, he's not he's not a young man. Yeah, he's not an old man. He's a young man. Okay, okay. So he does not qualify for that. I mean, okay. that's... Well, it should say old guys sitting on stools and uh, young and sprightly Ruben uh, on his feet, uh, tickling the ivories. <laughs> yeah, add some more words. Well, that is interesting. I don't. I can't recall off the top of my head, but is there is there a seat or a stool behind Ruben at any point that where he does sit down? Yeah, he's got like yeah. a, a little stool or a bench. Concert? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he so, stands I mean, up. He stands up more than he sits down, though. Wow, I, this is the first I noticed of this travesty. Is it a top keyboard, <laughs> bottom keyboard thing? Maybe. Well, maybe. maybe. Up oh, maybe. Playing the top keyboard too. See here, here's Jake just making sense. But my uh, my mom and I actually had a discussion about this whenever Ruben had COVID, and whenever Jim had had COVID, they referred to him as Invisible Jim, and I, I don't think Ruben actually played on the shows, so there wouldn't have been a reason to have it. But I thought that it was, you know, different because they moved Bermuda's set into the center of the stage and didn't save Ruben's spot like they saved Jim's spot. 
And mom's like, well, he never sits on his stool anyway. So, <laughs> so why would they have, sa- have saved his spot for him? <laughs> so I guess, Dave, they've been breaking the contract all this time. And I didn't notice. Uh, it's a, but is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess they're going to have to change the T-shirt. And there might be another variation of the T-shirt we're going to have to <laughs> Am I going to have to have a rant on that shirt again? <laughs> yeah. Can't wait till we do our merchandise episode. Oh, uh, yeah. We got to do actually our... go over all. Yes. Well, now we got to wait follow for the new hats and new shirts. Um, oh, geez. So I don't know if I, I would have to check uh, the official spreadsheet, but I, I believe we got a solo that I haven't. Um, heard called out before. Um, I really? want to check um, if it's on there. I don't believe that he's done it this tour, but he did do it in the 2018 tour. Okay, yeah. I, I do have a recollection of that. Let's see. Um, I don't want to reveal it to you, Dave, until I have the, the full information. Um, um, oh, the anticipation is killing me. Hmm. Do you want to try and guess what the, I mean, uh, the solo I, was? <laughs> the only one that that comes to mind that that I know he did in in uh, 2018 and he hasn't done on this tour yet is the triangle solo that we saw <laughs> our amazing friend Cat O'Carroll perform. But I, I I think he would have remembered that one, so I'm gonna say I don't know have any clue what uh, what solo. Well, I I will. Um, I just checked Brad's spreadsheet for 22 and 18, and it does not appear t- to be on. His spreadsheet. So this may have been a world premiere solo that we heard tonight. Oh. I, I know he did it in 2018 because I've been transcribing the 2018 shows, and I do have it on my document that he did a pipe. Okay. Okay. He, he did a, a some type of solo. <laughs> <laughs> well, bleep that out. Yeah. Bleep ah, that. You gotta tell me. Uh, he called for a pipe organ solo. Wow. And, um, I, I, pipe organ solo. So pipe organ, um, you know, as we described in this venue, behind Al was a giant. I mean, the the whole, the, back. The whole yeah. back is a giant pipe organ. So Al called for a pipe organ solo and sort of paused. I thought um, that's what was going to happen. I thought that was going to play somehow. I, I, think that that, awesome. I think that was the joke that Al was setting up yeah. because he waited for uh, a beat and then he yeah. was like, Oh, sorry. And then Al started playing the accordion, uh, which the pipe organ was a lead into Nature Trail to Hell. So nice. While while it was um, at least knew this tour to be called out as a pipe organ solo, it was just the beginning to Nature Trail to Hell. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad that Al is looking for new solos to add, uh, keeping us on our toes. Um, huh. And. When so there was no new, there was no actual pipe organ solo, like no additional hit the, of Al's accordion or it, something that you could call a solo. It, it was well, it was pipe organ sound on the accordion, but I haven't seen it this tour. Was it the same? It's intro? the same. It was the same intro. It's the okay. same way that the harpsichord the, solo was just the intro. Yeah, to Melanie. there was there was a little bit more. Was there? Accordion. Yeah, just a little bit more. Uh, I mean, the harpsichord right. solo is a little bit more too. But I mean, and then that goes into the song. So it was a little bit more on Al's pipe organ before he got into Nature Trail. Yeah. 
But I think cool. this the same way that um, that Steve does the bass solo into one of the songs. It it didn't seem yeah. like it was. It wasn't much. It was just a little bit. It wasn't like a standalone thing. It was it was part it of the intro. A huge thing, but it was enough to count as a as a pipe organ solo. Yeah, it was enough cool. to be counted as a solo, not like the Buddy Rich solo um, <laughs> that we don't count as a solo. <laughs> no, no. Um, now, when this Very song cool. started. Um, someone next to me started freaking out. <laughs> so I want to give him the uh, the stage. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I love it. I've heard it before, but I was really hoping to hear it tonight. And it's, you know, you, you guys talk about your favorite albums and the albums that, you know, did it for you first and stuff. And mine was, um, you know, I, I heard the first album first when I was six years old but in 3d is kind of my that's my album so yeah um and that one was one on the first vanity tour along with midnight star that i never thought i would hear live ever so every time i hear it it's i love it and the red lights were really cool it's the only Am I allowed to say that I snuck a picture? It was the only picture I snuck tonight. Was I had to get a picture of the red lights. So don't tell anybody. We'll allow it. Uh, had you seen this on this tour, Blair? Was this the first one for you? No, I did get to see it at the first show. And uh, it's another one that I hope I see at every show. It's, I mean, oh. it's so dynamic. Uh, there's so much going on. Uh Al with the ratchet, Bermuda laughing, uh, screaming, screaming. Yeah, sorry, screaming. Al laughs at the after after the screams. Al <laughs> Al does his little maniacal laugh. Well, and that, actually, that's kind of a spoiler for what oh, I, I was going to say. Um, uh, just to jump in um, after the ratchet part, um, Al did a maniacal evil laugh, mm-hmm. uh, which seemed new to me. Was that? Um, do you recall that, Jeremy? Uh, I'll, I'll agree with you. It seemed new, and also before he got into the ratchet, Al did a little scream. Did you hear that? He did the. Yeah. It wasn't like a, a full Bermuda, blood curdling scream, but it was a little like. Sure. Uh, Al was just. He seemed extra into the song tonight. Yeah. He was really, you know, I think the the energy of of uh, having a solo finally this tour, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. really <laughs> jived Al up, and he uh, was. I, I don't know. I guess it kind of it felt over the top. It was just in a very good way. Uh, they were really, really pumping out um, for for um, Nature Trail to Hell. And I'm sorry, uh, when Blair, you gave a spoiler. Did you have more you wanted to say? Sorry about that. No, he was Al was making lots of faces, just like you guys are saying. You know, really playing into acting into the song, and uh, it was another song that kind of made me sad because my wife is coming to the show tomorrow with me and it's uh, one that I wish she could have seen uh, but of course since it's back to back shows uh, he almost positively will not be playing it tomorrow so unfortunately unless he ends the concert very early right, <laughs> right. right. Exactly. the legal end time yes. is 802 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this this one was uh, it was it was spectacular. The, the extra stuff Al was doing, um, and the audience fell for the little fake out. People started cheering. The guy in front of me started clapping, and then when he realized the song wasn't over, he kind of like sheepishly like stopped clapping. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> which is uh i don't know it i guess it's kind of rude for me to think that's really funny but it's really funny to me <laughs> um did you anyone else have anything they wanted to mention about nature trail nobody did um dave we came to the point of the show where al was going to be playing the last song before um the uh the encore before they pretend to go backstage so right. do you want to try and take a guess <laughs> you got two options <laughs> <laughs> well i'm looking over the set list and uh i'm thinking i'm thinking i'm thinking i'm thinking this looks like there's a bunch of pretty pretty Decent. Uh, I'm just gonna randomly guess the biggest ball twenty Minnesota. Ding ding ding! <laughs> so yeah. uh, again, um, which I think we first noticed it in, uh, or um, we first heard Al mention it in Las Vegas. Uh, again, he said that um, you know Francis A. Johnson from Darwin, Minnesota. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. So very cool. I did cheer for that. I, he, he said out of Darwin, uh, Minnesota, which, you know, I, I think that's a little bit incorrect. I mean, we all know that the Twan Ball currently resides in Darwin, Minnesota. And whenever Francis was building the ball, he got a lot of the Twan from residents of Darwin, Minnesota. But where he built the ball originally was right outside of the town proper of Darwin, Mm. Minnesota. Francis was born in another city outside of Darwin, Minnesota. He lived outside of Darwin, Minnesota a lot. So I think that's a little bit incorrect. Jeez. (laughs) Here I am celebrating it. Little do I know that it's uh, horrifically wrong. Uh, Wow. Wow. Um, that's yeah. Wow, I, I think we need Al. To well, fix hopefully, that. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, it fixes that horrible error before we get to see Twinebowl when we go to Minnesota uh, in a short week. Yeah, those residents are going to know the full town, story. They're going to riot. Gonna... Thank you, thank, thank you for that dose of truth, Jeremy. You're welcome, Jake. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Finally, um, so Al uh, definitely introduced it a little bit different, though. Um, he said that Francis A. Johnson made the ball all by himself. He didn't need your stinking help. Um, and he did not refer to, uh, he did say it's not the biggest one in the world, but he did not mention any hooligans tonight. Um, mm. I, was, I was hoping for some hooligan action, um, but no hooligan action, of course, <laughs> then went into biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Um, and I know we're already going late, but I have a question, Dave, uh, maybe for the group. Maybe uh, if Frank is somehow listening, he can look this up. But <laughs> I'm wondering. No, no. The biggest ball of twine in Minnesota does not have a music video. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that I swear. Um, oh, okay. Is Elvis Arama still around? Um, no, Elvis Arama is no longer around. Uh, it. It went out of business many years ago, but but not in. It actually went out of business the year after I went to visit it. Uh, <laughs> so I actually was uh, actually got to see Elvis Arama. It was in Las Vegas. It was really a pretty cool place uh, if you're an Elvis fan. Uh, but uh, no, it's no longer exists. 
it only exists as a Twitter handle for myself. Well, so I guess what I was wondering is, do the people who ran or run Elvis Arama, um, are they mad at you, Dave, that you stole their handle? <laughs> That's why they went out of business. <laughs> Nobody could find them. <laughs> There is ElvisAramaMuseum.com, which I don't know if it's a physical museum. Yeah, no. Maybe not. Yeah, the the, the physical. I mean, the, the physical building yeah. is no no longer there in uh, Los. Well, it, it's the, actually I think, and, and I'm going off memory here. I think it was rebranded as the Mob Museum, but I oh really? I have to have our intern Frank look that up. But uh, Velvet Elvis. yeah, uh, so it's Velvet Elvis. Oh, uh, Jeremy just pointed out something. Uh, so we're at ElvisPresleyMuseum.com on, uh, on my laptop. And um, there's a certificate at the top. Elvis Presley Museum, the, uh, the leading authority on ge- genuine, authentic Elvis-owned items. And um, the founder is Jimmy Velvet. So <laughs> uh, at, at the bottom of this, it says Jimmy Velvet Elvis's friend of 22 years was known as the godfather of memorabilia as quoted by Rolling Stone magazine. So it does say Velvet Elvis technically on this um, <laughs> on this certificate, which is the top of ElvisPresleyMuseum.com. Um, sorry for that tangent, Dave. Um, so, I know. So this is interesting. It's very late for you. Yeah, right so now. this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it certainly it's it's very late for you. <laughs> yeah, but it's 3.30 for Dave. <laughs> I swear. So, <laughs> so I have I have to get a train. I have to take a train back to Michigan in like three and a half hours. And this is the most wow. off the topic <laughs> podcast that has ever happened since this started. We're going for a new record, Jake. Well, we it's going to four hours. It's going to go. Sleep yeah, it's going to go a little off more tangent because now this is interesting. Uh, because uh, Frank is texting me a little bit about the Elvis Arama Museum, and if uh, he says if Wikipedia is to believe to be believed, the museum opened on November fifth, nineteen ninety nine. Now, how is that possible if the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota came out in nineteen eighty nine? Oh, so was, maybe there's did, a different is that Elvis a time Arama. traveler. I bet he is. With all all of, all of Al's predictions that have come true. You know, with Christmas at Ground Zero and all. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we're, we're going to have to do a whole uh, deep dive and, and figure out more. Um, because, Dave, I need to tell you all about what the band did during the, uh, the, the fake encore part that we don't have a good name for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, it was very different. It was not a typical um, fake encore because immediately Ruben kind of like pointed over to Hawkeye to Al and Al shook his head. Al went and sat over, um, he sat down and then Ruben, Steve and Jim all went over and crowded around Hawkeye. And I don't even know what they were doing. They were just over like hanging out around Hawkeye. Um, Al did his regular thing with the, you know, his phone and the, the rag and, um, Jim also brought his guitar over and was discussing something with Hawkeye. It did not seem like a bit. It seemed like he was discussing something about the tuning uh, of his guitar. And uh, so it was very atypical. There was no uh, sitting on the the uh, the the uh, fog machine. There was no wiping hmm. the uh, the drum thing. So um, 
Interesting. Wasn't very eventful though. <laughs> they, they were they were kind of in like a little circle. Uh, They're just like hanging out with Hawkeye, and I saw at one point Steve picked up Hawkeye's phone uh, from the side of the stage and took a picture of Hawkeye uh, on Hawkeye's phone. Oh wow! While they were in the group. <laughs> Wow, I can't believe I missed awesome. that. So I think I think the reason why Steve took the picture of Hawkeye is that he was so scarred that Al did not take the picture of him. You're that right. He, that he wanted <laughs> he wanted Hawkeye to know that you know at least uh, Steve cared about him since since Al didn't care about Steve. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's making up. He's making sure nobody suffers the same cruel fate. Um, so Al eventually decided to come back and do an encore. And uh, he told a story from, um, he said, 1985, when he was on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Uh, he talked about how big of a deal it was to, to be looking at a camera, looking at America, and um, how on Johnny Carson, he said he played Yoda. He played some polka, probably hooked on polkas. And um, he said, was it a week or not too long after he got a phone call from Jim McCauley, who is the talent coordinator and on um, on the show. And then he took this opportunity to say, oh, by the way, some of the stories I tell on stage are not real. This one is real. Um, <laughs> and so he said Jim McCauley was um, he was a fan of his and he's the guy who would go around to comedy clubs and find talent to bring on the show. And um, he, I guess James Taylor was going to be a special guest and was going to be um, performing Fire and Rain. And but he was sick, so they asked Al if he would come and perform <laughs> Fire and Rain, and um, and uh, Al declined. He said, um, <laughs> while he agrees that it would have been funny 20 years later, from like an Andy Kaufman kind of sense, uh, he, he thought it would be too weird, even for him, uh, to do a straight cover of James Taylor, uh, on The Tonight Show, um, that early in his career, so. Uh, he said he always wow. wondered what it would be like. Um, well, he wouldn't do it for Carson, but I'll do it for you guys. And uh, then he played Fire and Rain by James Taylor. <laughs> wow. And I believe uh, you guys huh. can help me out here. I think he's told that story on the last yeah. Vanity Tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard it before. Yeah, I, I had heard the story before. Yeah, I don't remember where I heard it. But I, I, I've never seen the song live, but I, cause I think he played it out on the West Coast on... 2018, but I had heard that that story before. So we got to see "Fire and Rain" by James Taylor. That was the uh, the cover tonight. It was amazing. It was cool. It was so cool to get to hear that live because I'd heard it on the recording, but like hearing it live just like took me to another place. Like <laughs> I could envision like James Taylor, like what it would have been like for Al to be on that Tonight Show. And, um. It it kind of gets. I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to say it. It's gonna make this podcast last a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 I'm already not going to bed. So. <laughs> I thought the uh, audience loved it too. I thought every, everybody liked it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'll say. I'll say what my thought has always been about Al, um, and these these original tours have even brought it out even more. Is I kind of think that Al. Um, has always liked his original work more than his parody work. And I think that he, a part of him, like whenever he said that he wonders what it would have been like, kind of does really wonder if he would have performed that. Yeah, you know, would people have taken him differently? 
at the time. It was going to hurt his image on the songs that he was needing to promote for the album. Um, and, you know, h- how would that have affected the Weird Al character that he was... He would have just been Alfred. Protecting. So he would have it, lost it, the weird. It, it, it would have been up to the people watching the, you know, watching the Tonight Show, how, you know, how, if it would have, uh, you know, you know, got, gone through any f- more of his fans, you know, if they would have wanted more real songs. I, I think it would have affected a lot of stuff, so... Uh, I just I always think that that story is one of the most genuine stories that Al tells. Hmm. Hmm. I definitely didn't have that perspective. I think it it could have ruined Al's career. <laughs> I don't think it would have. I don't know that he could have, um, after already being Weird Al, uh, changed his image uh, like that. But um, I guess we'll have to um, time travel and, and change the past and just find out and see yeah. what it's like. Well, I'm curious. Do you think that Weird Al would have played just a straight cover version of Fire and Rain? Yeah, that's what uh, the, Tonight the Tonight Show, show producers wanted him to do. I, I can't imagine that he would have had but, like rubber chickens and right. He you would, know, yeah, he would. <laughs> I think he, I, I can't. So he would have done right. With the problem though, you know, I like think. the time he's done Wipeout in five different keys. You know, would Fire and Rain have been done in five different keys or something like that? That would have been cool. It's just. I, yeah, but I I think that yeah, if I, he would have if he yeah. would have taken the Tonight Show producers' request, that I think he would have actually done a straight version of it because that's what they wanted him to do. Because it, since mm. he turned them down, he said it on the 2018 tour. He didn't say it tonight, but uh, you know they didn't. Rate, am I correct? I think I'm pretty sure that's what he said. That they didn't uh, contact him back for. For a long time, yeah, he because thought, he turned yeah. them down. Yeah, he thought that that saying no to them probably uh, kept him from being on the Tonight Show for years and years yeah. and years. But uh, hmm. having having performed Fire and Rain as a straight cover probably would have had a worse effect on his yeah. career than. Yeah, I don't. It would have been interesting. I don't think he could have done it any other way because that song is about somebody dying. Yeah, I mean it says right in the lyrics they told told me you were gone and all that. I don't think he could have done a funny version of it. So yeah. I think that's why it was true. either mm. I, I can do this or I can't. Right, yes. Yeah, it's, it's not the, the song to be poking fun at. Yeah. That's a fair point, yeah. Way to bring the show down, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Well, let's, um, let's talk about um, what Al said after that song. He said, I want to sincerely thank you for coming to the show. And then Dave, you wouldn't even be able to guess the last song that he played. Uh, I wouldn't even give you a chance because it's such such an unfair question. He then played the Unplugged Medley, which featured Amish oh. Paradise, Smells Like Nirvana, wow. White and Nerdy, Word Crimes, Yoda, and Yoda Chant. And um, I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary for the Unplugged Medley, but uh, one of us here saw it for the first time. So, Jake, I will give you the stage. It was really cool. It was um, different enough from the vanity tour i thought or maybe i just don't remember it right but um yeah i like i liked it a lot like there there were i had kind of forgotten which songs were in it because i hadn't heard it yet i'd only heard you guys talk about it i think i think these were all new for this tour right it was all no amish paradise was amish was but but they're all i think a little bit different arrangements aren't they those two are the same those are the same okay are they yeah i don't remember that it was it was it was neat hearing it for the first time because I, I didn't 
I didn't know instantly what the songs were. Well, at least you got to hear White and Nerdy and Word Crimes, and you got to hear the updated Yoda chant. Yeah, yes. Really cool. Yep. And Dave, the show ended at ten twenty nine. Oh, I have. Ooh, okay. Oh, we got it, and uh, something for the medley. Yeah, and for Dare to Be Stupid, maybe a little bit too. So this is uh, this is a Blair suggestion that I'd like to take some credit oh, for. Oh, I want to hear it. I'd like to hear the uh, theme song if we're going to do suggestions. All right. <laughs> it's Ethan Suggestions. Blair edition. So what I have here is I, I printed out a post that I made on June 17th, 2014 to the Ask Bermuda section of the World of Word Al Yankovic forum. So this is this predates the mandatory fun tour and all the tours since uh, uh, since then. And it says, I understand the need to keep some songs in the show as they are such big hits. As you have spoken to, this squeezes other things out of the show. New concert-only songs, older deep cuts, opening acts. That one's fine with me, I put in parentheses. In light of this, you guys end up playing the same things over and over again. And some folks end up seeing the same things over and over. I know Al doesn't change a lot of things between shows because he sells a lot of tickets and feels obligated to deliver a good product to the people who have paid lots of money for a good show. I can appreciate that. I also I also really appreciate when Al and the band change things up. Do you guys have any input into these things? Is there a song you would like to do in the catalog that you haven't done live or not for a long time, et cetera, et cetera? Um, let's see here. I guess I'll read the rest because I don't know how to, et cetera, the rest of this. It's nice to have small, it's nice to have small changes. Changing up the fat joke with Santa, Ho, H-O versus H-O-E. Al hanging on, he's a ghost on The Soggy Begins. Uh, extending the I can't hear you bit on Dare to be Stupid. Uh, but really changing the song, like when uh, Like a Surgeon changed to the Madonna Truth or Dare version or writing a new verse like in Headline News is a lot more dramatic and enjoyable. Do you guys ever wish to change things up more like this? Like doing a reggae version of something, or actual unplugged type version like the MTV promos or the NPR show? Did you get a lot of feedback, etc., from some other things? So I would like to take credit for the unplugged medley <laughs> uh, that they started performing in 2015. A year after I wrote this post and Bermuda responded to it, and also the Dare to be Stupid uh, changes uh, in both uh, Vanity Tours. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. Nice. Woo! Well, what I will do, and Dave, tell me if you agree, uh, I will grant uh, Blair the credit there, but it is a shared credit because he shared that on the podcast. <laughs> so yes. technically, Dave, if we're, if we're, if we're really being honest – um, the three of us are, are to, to blame. <laughs> <laughs> to credit. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure credit? if I can accept that. Maybe we might have to uh, edit this. Well, well, I feel like, I feel like that Bla- when Blair wrote that post back in 2014, he had in mind that at some point uh, his friends Dave and Ethan would do a podcast <laughs> that would right. somehow influence the, the, sh- the, sh- the Weird Al concert and he would get the opportunity to read that. So I'm going to agree with you on that one, Ethan. I think that this is a, this is a Dave and Ethan uh, suggestion that has come true, Curtis uh, – through uh, the vessel of Blair Freeman, <laughs> right, right, yeah, it's it's like 
um, we time traveled back in time into his consciousness mm. and planted the thought. Is yes. what you're thinking, Dave. Interesting. Yeah. I... Can't have anything. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Sorry, Blair. Uh, <laughs> it could it could have been a good suggestion to have solo, but. Uh... Well, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. That's really cool. Um, and what did Bermuda reply? Yeah. Did he? So Bermuda said, I don't really have any thoughts on changes. They rarely affect what I do behind the drums. Uh, I, I had also written one, one other sentence because uh, he answers this. I said, also, do you have any idea why Al would make such a random small change like in Syndicated and Incorporated when he changed the Munsters to Mork and Mindy? Uh, why those shows? Why no other lines or shows, etc.? Thank you. And he says, um, as for Al's lyric changes, I really don't notice unless it's a radical change like a new verse for Headline News. I didn't know about the Munsters change. Uh, the costume change-up show, October, <laughs> October 31st, 2000, was a lot of fun, but it seems like I'm the only one who brings it up now and then in certain context, contexts, such as doing all the fat moves in the Nirvana jeans and shirt. I do have a video of it, though. Smiley face. Oh. <laughs> cool. Uh, very cool. Um, yeah. So the show ended... And Jackie and I, my wife Jackie and I, were at that con- that Halloween show concert, and it was absolutely amazing. It was pretty stinking majestic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd love awesome. to see the video. We got to get a... Release the Bermuda cut. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> Jeff be going through videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Love it. So, Dave, we've reached the end of, of the concert, and um, um, I think we should bri- briefly talk about VIP, but do you want to reveal Dave's pick of the oh. night? Oh, uh, that's a good uh, – yes, sure. All right, you got your predictions all uh, lined up, ready I've to go? I've got mine, mine folded up. Uh, do should we just exchange them? Sure, sure. So I've got Blair's suggestion. He didn't see mine. I know uh, Jake saw mine. Jeremy may have seen mine. Um, so Dave, didn't Blair didn't see. Uh, there was mine. one. I didn't see his. Yeah, there there was one song that that really stuck out to me. The way that uh, everybody uh, was very excited about it, especially uh, the way that. Uh, you mentioned how you know Jake was freaking out in his seat next to you. Um, certainly, you know, uh, you know Blair had a lot of great comments about this song. You were excited about it as well, Ethan and uh, Jeremy as well. Uh, the addition of the pipe organ solo certainly, uh, certainly, I mean, sounds like it added a lot to the uh, the performance. So, uh, if you're ready to play this song, is there a song? Oh yeah, it. there is a song for Dave's. Well, there's not a song for Dave wasn't there, but still picked. Um, it's Dave's I'm still picking. Pick of the night. Based on what we said. <laughs> of course, it's got Nature Trail to Hell. Nature Trail to Hell. Okay, I'll, I'll reveal what Blair wrote down. Blair wrote generic blues. Incorrect, Blair. Oh. Blair, Blair uh, oh. bet 50 points, so he's now... <laughs> I was uh, really relying on Dave having a better you know, memory that he would have, that he made such a great suggestion for those blue lights, and he would be so over the top oh, excited true, yeah. about see, see. his suggestion being taken that he would that would be a slam dunk. But apparently not. Uh, apparently not. Well, that that's a really great uh, insight. Um, and Dave, maybe you were wrong on the pick of the night, but I was not wrong. I I believe I got that correct. Let's see. 
Oh, okay. This is interesting. Dave's or, uh, Ethan's been doing this kind of stuff lately, where he uh, will do his pick, but have a little runner-up kind of kind of thing. And so he has two songs listed here. One of them is circled, uh-huh. and the one that is circled is "Nature Trail to Hell." So he did pick nice. correctly. <laughs> Above "Nature Trail to Hell," not circled, are the words. Wait, wait. Oh, Dave, okay. do you oh, want to yeah, right, give right. your runner-up and see if I got your runner-up right? <laughs> I have. A, I didn't know I had to pick a runner-up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't pick generic blues because it's already been blown. Well, right? I was actually gonna pick generic blues because oh, uh, oh, I totally gosh. forgot about that oh, until until uh, Blair reminded me that that I made that awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome suggestion about uh, using the blue lights for generic blues. And, and of course, Al incorporated that into the show. So, yes, it, it's by far got to be my runner-up. has got to be generic blues. Bottom, bottom line was he, he is that he wasn't here, so we get to pick him anyway. So so his runner-up is Mr. Pope. <laughs> well, you know, the, the extra notes don't count. Dave, I'm still undefeated. Um, or I, I guess not undefeated since it's not a competition, but um, <laughs> I'm the only one who's played. Ba- you're, ba- <laughs> you're batting a thousand percent. Yes. Yes. Somehow I've correctly done it. They beat me. Um, Incredible. I have to point out, I did try and talk up Nature Child of Hell a little bit to help my my prediction, <laughs> um, but you know I knew that Jake was going to sell it because I knew him being excited was going to push you over the top, Dave. Um, and I knew the the new additions, uh, the new stuff to look for. Um, it was just gravy that that Blair uh, went on, you know, talking about Al's faces and all that stuff. So, uh, I, I, in my acceptance speech, I, I do want to thank um, thank the the boys here for helping um, convince you <laughs> to pick that. Um, but, very nice. Um, very excited that I, I continue to uh, to get that correct. Um, so, following the concert. Um, Jake and I, uh, went to VIP and, uh, at VIP, we saw a few of our friends. We saw Marty Lick. Um, we saw Owen Watson. Um, mm-hmm. we saw, um, of course we also saw Marty Lick's friend, Nick. And, um, do we see anyone else that we know? Oh, we saw Bermuda. Uh, yeah, that guy. Bermuda oh, was there. Wow. Um, so Bermuda came over. He gave us uh, uh, fist bumps and handshakes and um, said hi. Um, and uh, Jake made made a really cool shirt that he was wearing um, that I I think I wore to the first show this yep. tour and uh, gave, gave some to the band. And so uh, uh, Bermuda was super thrilled uh, and very thankful uh, yeah. for that. Uh, so for what was that? Was it remind remind uh, what that shirt was? Yeah. Oh, it was the um, like the mandatory fun uh, centerfold from the CD, where the guys are like kind of lined up. Yeah, the five faces. Okay. Uh, so um, very cool. So Jake Jake had a an idea for his photo. So I'll let you (laughs) share yours, and I'll share mine after. Well, after after the last tour, um, I've never asked Al to to do a pose and I've gotten several pictures with him over the years and I've just never, I've never thought to ask him. And then I started seeing more and more that people were doing that. And especially, <laughs> the pose. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the funny poses and you guys do a lot of them. And especially now with the, the Photoshopping with the COVID stuff, 
but I had already decided before the COVID thing that the next time I got the chance to meet him, I wanted to do a prom picture pose. With him. <laughs> so like the, the ones holding the other from behind and right. both facing right. the same direction. So I went up and, and asked for, asked the photographer and I think he got a kick out of it. And <laughs> so I was the, in the back and had to position my arm. Right. And then <laughs> Al said, what do we do? Well, okay. Okay. And then he, and then he actually, actually leaned back into it. So I'm hoping it turns out, but I think it's going to look like he's le- laying back on my chest kind of. So <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 I can't we'll wait to see. see that. Uh, so Dave, I, I forgot to mention earlier, not that it was important until now, uh, but I did purchase an umbrella today and, um, cause it was pouring with rain. And so for my photo, it, it's an umbrella with like a hook on the end. Um, I, wanted Al to be choking me with the hook, like uh, dragging me off the stage. So, uh, of course, I, I said it to, you know, told Al my idea. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Al never hesitates when you come to him with wacky ideas. He's always on board. Uh, or maybe I just haven't gone wacky enough to, to cross the line, thankfully. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm excited to see how that comes out. And then um, It sounds awesome. You know, of course, the last time we did VIP in Bakersfield, um, I right. – requested for al to vandalize my poster and we know how that yes. turned out al destroyed my poster into a crumpled ripped ball um <laughs> so you know I, I i figured i would try again i would i would change my verbiage uh and i would ask because I, I just want al to draw like a mustache and a you know just a little silly stuff on the poster so i said al we uh, first, I, I walked up and Al goes, what do you want? Uh, <laughs> I said, Al, I would love if you would draw a doodle for me on my poster. And so Al um, uh, enthusiastically just drew, like, scribbled a circle. Uh, <laughs> and, and so now I have a, uh, uh, I guess, technically a doodle, but it not, not of much. <laughs> so... Um, uh, strike two. <laughs> I'm getting what I want, so I, I, I think I need to uh, keep trying and uh, and ask ask yet a different. A little one. more specific, one yeah. More <laughs> yeah, one more try. Um, but it was fun. It was uh, it, you know it went pretty fast and um, unlike this podcast, unlike this podcast, <laughs> uh, but it was a lot of fun. It was uh, it was great, um, you know, to to get to see Marty Lick there and. And um, and uh, and Owen, of course, and it was really cool because Owen, uh, we mentioned, works for Jackbox, and be- because of um, our podcast and other, you know, I guess no, actually, because of our podcast, he knew that Al had a a PS4, uh, PS5. What is what are we up to? PSs five. Five. Yeah. Um, he knew that Al had a PS5, so he uh, gave him codes for free Jackbox for him and the the crew. Awesome. And, and Al was like, "Oh, I love Jackbox." So. Um, should be some, some fun uh, times happening on the tour bus with uh, the Jackbox. Nice. Code. So, um, yeah, it was a, a great show. It was uh, really happy I, I came out for it. I was really uh, happy to get to to spend it with uh, such great friends and, and meeting some some great people. So, um, it was it was great. I wish you were here, Dave. I think you would have had a great time. <laughs> I wish I was there too because it would have been earlier in the evening. It wouldn't be 4 a.m. for you. It would only be 3 a.m. That's right. Um, 
Yeah, it was great. It was it was a lot of fun. Yes. Sounds awesome, and you know, and I guess uh, tomorrow you will be at the same exact venue. Uh, That's right. I already forgot where it was. Oh, the Symphony Center Orchestra Hall in Chicago. So, yes, uh, we're looking forward to uh, hearing your review from that show. Yes, and hopefully I can keep my uh, my record going with uh, guessing your pick of the pick <laughs> of the night. Um, cool. Oh, yeah. So, well, thank you so much to uh, to who's no longer there, Chad Kelson, aka Metal Al. Of course, thank you to Jeremy Samples for joining us. Thank you, Blair Freeman, and thank you, Jake Larson. It's been a real blast getting to hear you guys and hear your opinions on uh, the podcast, uh, and you too, Ethan. Of course. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode 25 centimeters. I want to be your hog. I want to be your hog now. I said, baby, 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 baby.